you know what I really love? <laughs> the Arnie State Show. It's filthy as hell. That is bona fide badass. Hit it, Maestro. Listen up, ass face, ass, ass face. You're getting some ass. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Look at that. We got to skip past Monday. It's Tuesday already. Look at that. You can go out and have tacos today after you celebrated America all weekend long. Uh, good morning and welcome to another fun-filled edition of the Arnie State Show. Thank you for being here. Thanks for letting me take a couple days. Good trip. Good trip. We'll, we'll get into the trip here in just a little bit. Oh, I promise. <laughs> I promise. Dear God in heaven. Wow. <clears throat> uh, thanks to uh, to Tommy's daughter for watching the dogs. I uh, appreciate that. Tommy was going to be here this week, but his schedule got messed up. So Tommy's going to be here next week. So we're going to do that. We'll have Tommy on the show next week. Uh, other stuff. Let's see. Uh, oh, oh uh, today is the return of something. Well, it's kind of the return, sort of the return, not necessarily the return, but... It's T-shirt time? Well... Well, kind of T-shirt time. T-shirt time? It is still time. It's T-shirt time. Tomorrow, for sure. For sure tomorrow. Everybody knows it's T-shirt time. So annoying. T-shirt time. It's T-shirt time. Oh, my God. Shut up. Shut up! I'm just trying to let Shut you know up. so they put their t-shirts. Yeah! No, it's not t-shirt time today. No, no. I got a new hat. It was new hat time. Thanks to Triple T. Now I'm waiting on another hat. Alicia. Uh, today I, I'm sporting the uh, Reno Aces 4th of July hat. It's pretty goddamn sweet. I got to say that. I, they did a good job with this one. It's got the uh, stars and stripes, all red and blue, inside the A. It looks fantastic. Uh, yeah, so that's a, a new hat day today. Uh, you know, I'm just, look, I'm goofing. It's, it's, it's new hat goofing day. All right, uh, so yeah, so we, we, we got that up. All right, good, good, that's up. Thank you to my man, Christopher. Is Christopher here yet? Is he listening? Christopher, I see you're logged on. I don't know if you're listening or not. Uh, amazing job. Uh, everybody in the ass family, please give Christopher a hand. I'm clapping right now. Hold on, you know what? I have a better clapping sound effect than that. Uh, I, I just don't have any idea where it is. Who the fuck starts a conversation I, like that? I, I didn't just mean. Sat to, down. I, I did not mean to do that. God Almighty! I mean, people are at it today. Jesus. Boy, that escalated quickly. It did. I mean, that really got out it, of hand it fast. It did. Yes, thank you. Uh. But Christopher, thank you so much. Great job on the movie reviews. I I I I didn't even because I knew I was going out of town. The Purge, new Purge is out. You can see that one in theaters. He yeah, it, look at his review. I got his review up. It's up there. And and thank you, Christopher. You did an amazing job. And then you did the War for Tomorrow, new Chris Pratt movie. I, I, I saw the ads for that, and then I saw it was an Amazon release, and I was like, okay, all right. And then I read your review, and I'm like, okay, not going to go out of my way for that one. So, Christopher, great job. Thank you, my amigo. Let, 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 me, let me check. Did you see? I, uh, you're probably going to see uh, that, the, the Black Widow thing, aren't you? I, I don't know if I'm going to see that or not. If you see it. 
let's see. Come on. There's something going on. I don't know if it's my damn phone. I don't know. The internet takes forever my goddamn phone. All right. Thursday. Uh, Black Widow. That comes out this weekend. Black Widow. That's all I got coming out this weekend. I might go see it. I don't know. But I know, Christopher, you're probably going to see it. So I'll email you. We'll, we'll, we'll keep in contact. Christopher, great job. For sure, he says he's watching. Well, you can send me a review uh, and do all that kind of stuff. But I, I just want to say thank you so much for doing that. Uh, let's get some good mornings going here, shall we? Some people were here yesterday. Happy Monday after 4th of July. Uh, hope all had a great week and catch tomorrow. Can't wait to hear about the trip. That's Hangtown Jen. Alicia says, uh, hope everyone had a great week and excited to hear about the trip also. All right. Straight fire. He was here this morning. He says, good morning, ass. Arnie, tell us about Alabama. Oh, I will. Hangtown Jen says, happy Tuesday, ass family. Douglas says, good morning, ass family. Scott, morning, Arnie and ass family. Braddy Kit, well, Braddy Kit, good morning to you. I hope you have a great day. David Garz is here. Morning. Andrew, good morning, my friend. Andrew, God damn, Tennessee is a pain in the ass. I'll get back to it, though. Dave Coe's in the house. Well, hello. Good Taco Tuesday. Uh, Adam J., buenos dias, me amigo. All right. Let's. Uh, by the way, has everybody got their tickets yet? Let's go. Let's sell this motherfucker out in September. September 17th on my 50th birthday. Stand-up show, Sacramento. Esquire IMAX Theater, downtown Sac. I better see all you motherfuckers there. Cause oh oh by the way, uh, I brought I, I brought gifts. I brought gifts back from Tennessee. And those gifts, by the way, are lyrics to two brand new Ask Arnie songs. And by the way, we're doing mail today. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, two new ones happening today. Bam! That shit just happened. I know you're like, whoa, wait, wait a second. You're supposed to take time off. Yeah, I know. I don't ever take time off. My brain is always working, people. So we got two brand new Ask Arnie songs that we're going to do today. But now first, without any further ado, let's tell the story of the trip. Arnageddon in sack. You goddamn right, Adam J. Uh, Sassy Pammy, good morning. Sassy Pammy, uh, uh, Urban Cowboy was on yesterday. Every time I see that, I just laugh because you're Sassy Pammy the home wrecker. Yeah, by the way, Sissy just way outdid. Anybody who likes Pam over Sissy, yeah, I, I don't understand. I, I, not, not our Pam, not Sassy Pam. Talking about Pam from Urban Cowboy. That was like that was like a little holiday treat, man. They had Urban Cowboy before go into. It was on early yesterday, right? So I'm watching it, right? I was going to watch Lone Star Law. That's my usual, you know, weekend decompressed time. I turned on the TV. Boy, there's Bud Davis, Buford Ewan Davis. I was like, fuck, I'm watching this. And then it kicked into Yellowstone because Yellowstone was on this weekend. And Yellowstone, they were showing a preview for season four, which comes out in the fall. That's all they're saying. Fucking Olympics. Cancel them. But it looks like John Dutton might be alive. I, I'm still calling it was a dream. I'm still calling it a dream, people. Now, all right, here we go. Let's start off. Um, 
The reason for this trip to this godforsaken place, I said I'd never go again. Um, the band Alabama was reuniting and doing a concert. Now, this concert was set for last year, last August. But because of the horrible and dreaded... didn't happen, so it got pushed back. And the weekend was set before, like, we are going to go to the Grand Ole Opry and then see Alabama. Because, you see, all that time I spent in that hellhole, that shit state known as Tennessee, I never got to do anything touristy. Going to do the Grand Ole Opry, going to do all that touristy stuff, right? Never got to do it. Ah, we ain't touristy, y'all. Yeehaw. Snapchat.com. Go fund me. Or however she talks. So we're on our way. We leave early. On the road. We're driving, driving, driving. Things are going good. Need to get gas. All right. So we pull over at some fucking podunk place in Arkansas. Arkansas is just, hey, Arkansas is Arkansas. If you like catfish and barbecue places together, go to Arkansas. That's all I saw. Billboards for, like, Nick's Barbecue and Catfish. <laughs> so we, we stop at this, uh, this, I guess it was a gas station slash chicken restaurant. They got them all over Arkansas. And I went in there. I didn't go in. I, I had to go pee. Brad a kid. She went and got me something to drink because I was thirsty. Well, she got me one of them zero Dr. Peppers. Them zero sugar. Let me just tell you. Yeah, taking one or two pulls off that in, in horrible. Trying to drink the whole damn glass of it. So she's telling me I need to lose weight, obviously. Gives me the zero sugar Dr. Pepper. That shit was nasty. It's all right, though. I was drinking it. We were making great time. We were flying. And by the way, we drove just because we didn't want to have to rent a car. We didn't have to want to do all that stuff. We could leave when we want. So we drove, and it's only, it's only like nine-and-a-half-hour drive. Yeah, 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 it was a nine-and-a-half-hour drive. I had it all planned out. We are going to roll in through Memphis right about, I don't know, 1230. That didn't happen. I was going to stop at the Rendezvous, maybe stop at Sun Records, the birthplace. Of, uh, let me just tell you this right now. Nashville can go suck a bunch of donkey dicks. Dicks. Everything that was ever important was found in Memphis. Just saying. And I'll get back to that on, on this tour we took. So we're driving, right? And I remember one time as a kid, my, my sisters lived in St. Louis, so we usually always take a different route. We always go through Oklahoma to go to Missouri because that's the quicker route. But there's a way that you can go up through Arkansas. One time we did that, and I remember how hellish it was to drive through Arkansas into Memphis at night, West Memphis. Bad. So I was driving, and look, I was like 16 at the time, so I don't remember what it was like. I don't remember the land, the lay of the land. So driving, like, okay. All of a sudden, it goes from like four lanes down to two. Down to one. And like I said, we were making great time. Great time. 
until the I-40 bridge issue. So I get there, there's a bridge on I-40. Takes you right into Memphis. Right through the heart of Memphis. Danny Thomas or Danny K, whoever the guy is who started the damn hospital there. You got Elvis, you got Graceland, all that kind of stuff. Like the rendezvous. And let me just tell you, let, let, let me just, and, and by the way, from everybody who I know who's ever been to Memphis or lived around Memphis, they say Memphis isn't a place to be at if you don't know where you're at. You know what I mean? It, it's not the safest place in the world. I was like, all right. The I-40 bridge, someone broke a column, and it's been closed for the last month, meaning Now you have to, like, take side highways and side roads around. Now, by the way, there's no warning of this anywhere. There's no signs that say I-40 bridge closed until you get to the fucking exit. It added two and a half fucking hours to our drive. You can kind of tell how incensed I am about it today. Just think about me behind the fucking wheel. No rendezvous. No sun records. Because, hell, I don't even know if we even drove through Memphis. I think we were in Mississippi at some point. Christ Almighty. Jesus jumped up Christ. Between Tennessee and Arkansas, you can't fix a fucking bridge. See, southern jokes are real, people. (sighs) Finally. Finally. We get into Nashville. Of course we get in. Now, we should have been in Nashville two hours earlier. But due to traffic concerns on the I-40 area, instead of getting in at 3.30... We got in at, oh, are are you ready? Are you ready? You ready? We got in at 5.30. What's 5.30? It's rush hour. In one of the stupidest built cities I've ever seen. They got 58 different fucking highways going all around, and there's big fucking rocks and just dirt and shit everywhere. Get to the hotel. Check in, nice hotel, air conditioner works, that's all I care about. Got cable TV, fantastic, it's time to eat. Time to go to White Castle. Because, yeah, I, I spent, I, I mean, we were on the, I, I drove for 13 hours. And I was so frustrated, I wasn't even going to let Brady Kid drive. I was like, fuck it, I'll drive all damn day. So I did. Oh, that bridge has been uh, down for more than a month. I thought you knew. No, I had no idea, Andrew. No no clue about that bridge. It was the universe telling me to stay out of Tennessee. It was a fuck. I mean, the fucking rainstorms. So, oh, oh, before, before we even get there, we're starving, right? We're starving after the whole Memphis thing. I can't make a decision. I can't make a good pick to save my life. Remember when I tried Wingstop for the thighs? Yeah, shut down for that. 
I went someplace the next day, said no pickles. Sure enough, get home, fucking pickles on my goddamn burger. So we get through, we're, we're both starving. We see a thing that says, like, you know, restaurants, and it lists, like, a couple. We're like, all right, let's stop here. Subway. And, and, and look, 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 look. I'm not the world's biggest Subway fan, and it's not because they, they have no DNA in their tune and stuff. It's just I, I'm, I'm done with Subway. I've been done with Subway for a while. But, hey, so we go in there, right? Go into this gas station that's got a Subway built in. Brad kid gets some sort of sandwich. I don't know what she got. I looked at nothing looked good. I said, I, I looked at the lady, and this lady had more extensions than fucking AT&T. Big old long nails. I'm like, really? You're going to be working here with them big old long nails? She's like, all right. I, I, I looked at her. I go, I just want a cheese sandwich. Just give me a cheese sandwich. Cheese sandwich. That's all I want. I want bread, and I want cheese. What kind of bread? White. Because I ain't got sourdough there. Look, look, once you get to Texas, sourdough is no longer an option. Just letting everybody. She goes, what kind of cheese? I said, American. Oh, we're out. You're out? How? Wait, 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 wait. Whoa. How is Subway ever out of American cheese? You're out? There, there's a packet over there in the gas station part that you can buy some American cheese, put it in your little thing. You're out. I, I said, I, provolone's fine. Had six-cent sandwich. There's like four pieces of cheese on it. One bite, all the cheese is gone, so now I'm just left with nasty-ass bread. I don't care. I'm fucking beyond pissed. Get in the car. Oh, by the way, I'm about to go beyond, beyond pissed. Next exit. Oh, there's fucking Burger King. There's Taco Bell. There's McDonald's. There's KFC. There's everything on the fucking world on the next exit. Keep going. By this time, I have gotten rid of the Dr. Pepper Zero. Provolone is better than American cheese. Okay. I, I'm not going to fight you on it. I'm not going to fight you on it at all. So then, go to White Castle. Once again, have to deal with fucking oodles and oodles of traffic. Go there. I ordered six double cheeseburgers. Brad Kid got like four regular cheeseburgers. I only got a few fries. I didn't really want fries. I wanted regular White Castles. I said, no pickles. No pickles. She said, no pickles on hers, right? Right, right, right. Guess what? We're on all the fucking sandwiches. That's right. Fucking pickles. God, and I couldn't get that fucking taste off them. Oh, I hate that shit. But I didn't care because at least I had White Castle. Now. I'm excited because the next day, where we're staying, um, why didn't you use the phone to Google places to eat while you were en route to eat? Because we're in the middle of Arkansas. They, there ain't, they, look, it ain't like driving through Roseville. You're looking at mile markers for shit. You're watching for a billboard. You're on the road. 
So next day I know it's going to be good because we're going to the Country Music Hall of Fame next day. But I know it's going to be even better because there is a Shoney's across the street from my hotel. A Shoney's. Bob's big boy. You know, the, 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 the kid with the funny little whip in his hair and the checkerboard uh, uh, overalls. Uh-huh. There's a Shoney's. I call up the Shoney's. I said, hey. Uh, y'all, y'all still got the breakfast buffet? Because I know that buffets took a hit during COVID. And the 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 gay black man who was answering the phone, I could tell. Uh, yes, hello, this is Lamar. All right, Lamar. I said, do y'all still have the breakfast buffet? Well, we ain't serving it right now. You come back here tomorrow morning at 7 a.m., it'll be open. I said, so you do have it? Well, yeah. Click, hung up. So I'm happy. I'm happy because we're about to win all our money back because I got a breakfast buffet. Next day, go to Shoney's. Fucking heaven. Oh, man. The breakfast buffet. Oh, they had the French French toast sticks. Oh, crunchy. So good. Oh. Put gravy on everything because, hey, I'm in the South. Gravy goes on everything. It was a good thing that I had a couple uh, biscuits and gravy because I had to carve up because I didn't realize that we were going on the jaunt of all jaunts this day. You see, whenever Braddy Kid and I go someplace, for some odd reason, she likes to fucking walk. I don't like to walk. I'm fat. I don't like to walk. I knew I was going to walk inside the Country Music Hall of Fame. But damn, I don't ever clock my steps on my cell phone, but I, it, but it's clocking. So we, we got to go it, it, now. Now I'm going to, I'm going to tell you people something. If you ever go to Nashville, Nashville is now like the Las Vegas for really, really white trash people. It is. Look, look, I'm not knocking them. People in Jackson, Mississippi, think that Nashville is the end-all, be-all of everything. Okay, they, they think it's glitzy and it's glamorous, and it's not, but I get it. I get it, man. Southerners travel there. I saw a video this morning, like the, the street, Broadway, all the way, it was just wall-to-wall people. There had to be at least a million people there over the weekend watching fireworks, Okay. Thank God we weren't down there because I would have murdered somebody. So uh, I'm going to give you this tip. Always park in a parking garage. Because if they charge you $50, it's for the entire day. And it's well worth it. Your car's not in the sun. And it doesn't keep adding on. Like the nice big Baptist church parking lot in downtown right over by the convention center and fucking country music uh, hall of fame. They're like they were like twenty dollars an hour. They just kept adding on, adding on, and then adding on. They call it Nash Vegas here, no lie. Oh, I've heard that. Oh, I look I've heard Hendrick uh, 
Hendersonville, Vegas, or whatever they call it. Yeah, oh, yeah, Nash, Vegas. Oh, it, I get it. I was just told by a co-worker who went there for a bachelor party, he said they call it Nash, Vegas, an entire three-block section of bars, five-story tall bars, about 60,000 people in that three-block section. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so and that, that's what Nashville is. Nashville's for the new country music type people, the, the, the Florida Georgia Lines people, people that don't know how to wear cowboy boots or jeans. Uh, I'll get to the concert here. You can tell there's a humongous difference. If I were to see that show here, which we're obviously going to go to in December, I will see more than two cowboy hats there. I didn't even take my cowboy hat on this trip because they ain't cowboys there. These are, the, these are wannabe elite rednecks. So, we go to the Country Music Hall of Fame. Now, first of all, it, it, it's everything I wanted it to be, almost. Walking through there, I, I mean, it's so fantastic to see all this memorabilia, see all these things, and they had a, a special tribute to the uh, Texas Outlaw Movement, which is what I think saved country music because it's something that I learned on the next tour that we took. By the way, still walking, walking and walking and walking. And, and I, man, I tell you what, museums are just not the place for me, because some people will just fucking stand right in their damn way for hours on end, because obviously they don't know how to read without moving their lips. But uh, very, very cool. Everything there was so cool. And then I stumbled upon. The Trans Am. Now, look, I know it was from part two. I could see it in the sign that said part two. I know it wasn't the same car, but it was one from the movie. It means Bert had something to do with that car. I don't, I, it was the Smoking the Bandit car. That's all I give a fuck about, as long as it wasn't part three. Yeah, you're so right, Arnie. These asphalt cowboys with spotless trucks who couldn't ride a horse if you paid them. Oh, fuck. Oh, I mean, I, I, I don't even want to get into the, the yuppies that I saw, the people at this show, the well-manicured beards. But uh, so we're doing that, right? Now, we're trying to figure out what we're going to do. We're going to, are we going to, because we have another tour that we got to take. We got to take the RCA, RCA, Studio B RCA tour. Got to take it. Everybody says you got to take this tour. So it's about an hour tour. So we're going to get back to the room probably about 3.30 or 4, rest for a little bit. And then we're headed back downtown to go to Hattie B's and the Alabama show. So we get on this tour. And they have to, it takes you from the Country Music Hall of Fame to RCA Studio B. Now, if you don't know anything about Studio B, that's okay. Because if you get the, the, Former school teacher who from Washington, D.C., black lady. Uh, let me just tell you right now, this is no longer the RCA Studio B tour. This is the fucking Elvis tour. Now, I have done the Elvis tour before at Graceland. Don't try it, Nashville. Don't try to steal the king. RCA did it once, and they stole him from Memphis. 
So Studio B is one of the most important studios in the history of recorded music due to the fact that studio produced 1,000 at least certified hit records. That means top tens in the same studio. It's kind of hard to wrap your mind around that. They've got a special place in that studio where it's like the sweet spot for acoustics for vocalists. They call it the Elvis spot because, once again, that's all this lady talked about. was, And, and you know I love, the, I love Elvis. I love the king. But when I think country music, I, don't, I know the king dabbled. But I, I want to know about the legends who have recorded here. Like, I don't know. Jerry Reed might have done Eastbound and Down in that fucking studio. But all she wanted to talk about was Elvis. And I'm like, look, man, it, it, she's asking questions. I have all the answers. I'm kind of ruining her day. By the way, if anybody ever tells you to take the Studio B tour, fucking turn it down. It's also... It, 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 it's, it, what did I say? It's awful? Yeah, it's awful. If you want to tour on Elvis, go to Memphis. Uh, so his dad says, good morning, Arnie. Don't mean to sidetrack you, but Pat Martin on 96.9 in the morning now. Not leaving your show, but he's on at 6 a.m. I think it's a good thing. Uh, yeah, Pat, I, I know that Pat went to mornings, and, and I think that's great. Awesome. Good for you, Pat. I think it's a great thing as well. So uh, we get done. Get in the car, drive back, right? We're going to rest for a little bit, get ready, and then go. And that's what we did. Now, I, I, I was just wearing, you know, cowboy boots and jeans. Next night, I didn't even, I, I, I just wore shorts because it was too goddamn hot, and I was fucking tired of walking because, once again, the walking has started. Now, this time, we have to park. We have to park, and I do not like parking garage near stadiums. Parking garages that are, that are attached to stadiums, I've never had luck in those. I didn't want to, but she was driving, and she had taken over the driving responsibilities. So we parked. And I'm just dreading when we leave, but I'll get to that. So we have to walk and walk and walk and walk. Go over to Hattie B's because Dave Co. said you got to eat at Hattie B's. Best chicken in the world. Now, I'm not a big hot chicken guy. And he goes, oh, they got regular. So I was like, okay. So the line, I, I, I'm hearing people go, oh, the, line's only, the, the line only took, like, we were out. Out the door, and we were at that almost Sioux Street. Took about 20 minutes, 25 minutes. Okay. I'm okay with that. So we're waiting in this line, right? Finally get inside, get the air conditioning on us again. Thank God. I'm like, this better be some goddamn good fucking chicken. So uh, it's almost our turn to go. They're, they've got two cash registers going, right? 
You got this one group, these two idiots that have been up there for at least 15 minutes. Like, the other guy has ran like five people through by the time these two morons finally get through. And then there's a party of four in front of us in this line. It's two couples. So usually the two couples would order on the same side and then just do that and then go over their table. Well, the back idiot decided, well, I'm going to go in this line here. Oh, okay, you guys are together. Well, we're going to put you all together. So then they have to go through and divide all this bullshit. And then Rico Suave decides to catch slow bed because they finally get the order done. I'm thinking, okay, it's my turn because nobody's at the other register now. Why? Why? Well, let me tell you, because things are going pandemonium. This gal's running back and forth. She don't know where she's going. And now Rico Suave wants some beer. So now the cash register dude has to go and serve him up some fucking beer, meaning nobody's there to help. Rico Suave is just standing there. Guy pours him a pitcher of beer, puts it down near the end of the bar. Rico Suave is supposed to go down there and get it, but he's back up here for some reason. Just as Rico Suave is walking away, this guy just fucking come bolts in. I need water, I need water, can't you see she puts it down? Now, I, I'm next. And I look over, and this girl is, she did not handle her alcohol in the heat well. Because she's like passed out right here. And a boyfriend grabs a glass and he runs. He's lucky I wasn't at the soda machine because he bumped into the person at the soda machine. Motherfucker, I'm going to tell you right now, that ambulance would have been taking you and your fucking passed out girlfriend. You come running in there full speed like that. So finally, they get to us. Now I don't, I don't, I don't like spicy chicken. I like chicken wings sometimes. I, I, I'm just not a big spice guy. I like food. I like the flavor of food. So I, I order it mild. Now they had one setting below. It was called Southern. It has no heat in there whatsoever. Ratty kid got hers mild. She said her, her mouth was on fire. I was like, I don't taste anything. This is mild. I like this. This is fine. Chicken came. I got the chicken and the mac and cheese. Pimento cheese mac and cheese, which I was excited about. So it's our turn. So I bust into the chicken. And the chicken is it's good. I don't know why you got stick fucking pickles in that shit. That shit got thrown on the floor. The chicken was good. Best chicken I ever had? No. Sorry. It, it, it Was it bad? I didn't think it was bad whatsoever. It was good. It was good. Would I go there again? I would go there again for the mac and cheese because I got to say it right now. Best mac and cheese I've ever had. Hands down. Bam. Why? Okay. I put a lot of thought into this. I like my mac and cheese kind of on the dry side. I don't need it really runny and gooey that much. I like it a little little on the bake side. Like a little maybe a little crunch to it. This didn't have the crunch to it, but that's okay. Because you see with the pimento cheese and a little zest they put in there, 
I'm telling you right now, it, it was it, it was the closest I've ever had to nacho mac and cheese. That's right, I said it, nacho mac and cheese. Nacho, think about that. How have I not worked on that? How have I not been using the last 15, 20 years of my life to combine nachos and macaroni and cheese together? But see, I've always been afraid because the best nacho cheese comes from a tub, and it's gooey. We got the recipe. There's flour involved, which will take down the gooiness. Oh, yeah. Nacho mac and cheese is coming soon. Uh, Have you tried the new Stouffer's mac and cheese lasagna? No, I need a review. Holy shit. Can't do it tonight. Oh, tonight? Oh, Adam J., you ready for this? Tonight? I'm going to Oat. That's right. Brisket. Uh, I'm sorry. Wagyu brisket. Bam. Wagyu beef ribs. Bam. Shit's happening tonight. But I will say that Hattie B's mac and cheese, the best mac and cheese I've ever had. So good. So, so good. So, Dave Co. good job. Good job. Hattie B's not too bad. Chicken, yeah. Now, we got to go, and we got to go on a, a little bit of a jaunt. Even though it's across the street, we got to walk pretty much around the entire goddamn Bridgestone Arena. Tickets are on my phone. And, you know, since I'm fat now, we, we and, and I have my dad's handicap plate, I always try to find the handicap seats at concerts or baseball games or any of that. You know, them, them pull-out seats and you got all kinds of room? Yeah. So, uh, we go into the will call. And... We're standing in this line forever. And finally, we get, we get through this, this x-ray machine. I have never, honest to God, it was like the president was at this show. I haven't seen that tight of security at a concert in a long time. They had x-ray machine for bags. And this wasn't every person. This, if you had a bag, you had to put it through the x-ray. All this shit, right? So I make it through. I, I, I have all my shit, and I put it in my hat. Put my cell phone in there, keys, you know, all that kind of shit. I put it in there, and I'm going to give it to the lady. And the lady says, no, put it over your head. I'm like, well, that's going to set off the machine because I can touch the side. See, I worked airport security. I know a little bit about the, 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 the walkthrough machine. Sure enough, I walk through. I kind of scraped the side. She goes, can you do that again? I said, yes, ma'am. And, and, but she took my hat this time. She looked through there, and she's like, this is fine. So I walked through. No sounds went off, right? And I, now, I make it all the way through, all the way through. I'm a step through. As she's handing me my hat, she bumps into the side of the machine, which sets it off. She goes, I'm going to need him wanted. I go, I didn't do that. You did. 
Uh, I'm going to need him wanted. Fucking dudes on me like fucking stink on shit. Uh, right over here, sir. Now, at the airport, I have a whole system where I take off my shoes. I don't wear cowboy boots ever to an airport. Why? Pain in the ass to get on and off. I got cowboy boots on. I got a belt on. Now, at the airport, take my belt off. I didn't think I had to take my fucking belt off at this nationally secure area of the Bridgestone Arena. So I kept the belt on. Juan goes over the fucking belt buckle. And I ain't got a big belt buckle on. It's a regular belt buckle. Uh, what's that, sir? I go, it's my belt. Well, well you should have taken that off. I go, for a concert? All right, he's fine. Okay, all right. So after they're done cavity searching me to go see the band Alabama. Just want to point that out. Go and see Alabama. Great band. Look, look, they're, they're old. I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe Joe Biden's a big fan and he's in town. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Okay? I don't know why there's that much security. So then the doors they send us through, it's like the Tennessee Sports Museum. I mean, it consists of a Peyton Manning jersey and, you know, tons of losses to other things. But we're walking through there, right? And it's like a locker room. And, and there are people in there, and they're hammered, and they knock over a display. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. I mean, they're like a loud crash. Or finally, we're not in the actual arena yet. Like, I haven't smelled any hot dogs or anything like that. I haven't seen arena food. I haven't seen any shirts for sale yet. So finally... We get to this area where this lady is scanning the tickets. So I have my phone. She looks, scans it, says, all right, go ahead and go through. Right? Got them both. Well, well, but the problem was that the guy in front of me, once again, I make it all the way to the front, and the guy in front of me is fucking flipping through his pockets. Oh, I got it here somewhere. Oh, it's here somewhere. Jesus, God, Jesus. And I'm just sitting there going, really? Are we allowed to go into this show or what? I mean, I mean, we've gone through the most secure area ever, and now this guy can't get through. So I've got the phone. The lady looks, checks, checks, boom, lets us through. So now we got to go to guest service, see if we can get them handicapped seats. Said, yeah, I want to do this, blah, 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 blah. Show her my phone. She looks at him. She goes, okay, and then she goes and grabs ticket stubs. She goes, you're in this section right here. So we go in that in that section. Section it's it's at the top of the stairs, so I ain't gotta walk down any stairs. I'm happy about that because I've already I've I've already walked enough. So we sit in the seat. Right? And I'm always ready for somebody to ask me, you're really supposed to be sitting there, I just show them the stuff. Bam! Fuck off. Well, it's weird because like, they gave us these two seats, but there's just now one seat left on the left of us, and then the whole row on the right. I don't think anything of it. I think, you know, okay, they got to ha- give it to a single. No, no, no. They, they didn't have enough seats there, you see. 
because they put them a little too close together. So we had to move down a little bit. This one lady was like, uh, you're in the wrong chair, sir. I go, how am I in the wrong chair? I was in the wrong space because the numbers are in front. I was like, I'm not giving up my chair. I'm not giving up the fucking chair. I'm just not. I want to fucking get a chair from down there. This is my chair. I've been sitting here since I got here. So now, show starts. Martina McBride. She's a, she's the opening artist. I didn't realize she was such a skank on stage. Little sexy outfit on there. I, I thought she let her voice do her talking. Or her hollering. Because she don't really sing. She just hollers. That's okay, though. Hey, people liked it. She did a good job. On stage for about 45 minutes. Great. <sighs> Time to get Supergroup Alabama up there. Okay. Alabama hits the stage. They, you know, they, they're just rolling out hit after hit after hit. Now, the lead singer, Randy Owen, he keeps going back to let the, the crowd finish pretty much every song. You're getting a little tired of that. I think it was Dixieland Delight that they 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 did it, right? And everybody's like, oh, okay, great. And in the middle of another song, Randy Owen started just singing Dixieland Delight, and they did it again. That's a band that used to tour all the time. Now, I know they're getting old. And then, like, you know, they, they came out and they did Angels Among Us. They, they, they did High Cotton, which I was very excited about. Uh, you're going to play in Texas, got to play the fiddle in the band. Whenever you go on iTunes and or, or any kind of music sharing thing and you type in a band and their songs come up, the first song that comes up is always the most downloaded song of said band. Second song, so forth, and third, and fourth, and all that kind of stuff, when you put top songs. This is one of their top songs. Number two. Now, 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 Brady Kid, don't get worked up. I am going to play the, the rest of that song here in a little bit. That is Song of the South. Sweet potato pie and shut my mouth. Right? Right? Did not do it. There is nothing I hate more. Absolutely, positively hate more than when artists don't do their biggest hits. Did they play this one? Uh, Roll on 18-wheeler? No! They didn't. They didn't play Southern Star. Oh, I uh, believe me. When I, I was dumbfounded. So I'm thinking, okay. Okay. The, the, the encore will come out. They'll do three songs. They'll do Mountain Music. They'll do... 
either 18-wheeler 18, 18 or 40-hour week, and then Song and South. They have to do those. No, no, they did Mountain Music, and that was it. That was the show. And the trick to when you know a show is over is when the house lights come on. If the house lights come on, the band's not coming back, ever. Oh, I was heated. I, I, I was heated because I knew Braddy Kid was upset. Now, she loved the show. It was a good show. It, they did a good job. But it's, it's about to get a lot worse. Uh, let's see. I fucking hate that, too. I know you're the artist, but here, you're here to see the hits that made you. Oh, yeah. Now, I was happy that they didn't do any, uh, any new songs. Boy, that's the worst part of a show. When the artist decides to sell that new record. The one time I saw Bon Jovi, they did that. And they didn't do Better Roses. And they didn't do Always That Show. And those are two of my favorite Bon Jovi songs. And one of Dead or Alive. Oh, of course they did Dead or Alive. If they didn't do Dead or Alive, they would be dead. They did Mountain Music before the encore. What was the encore then? I thought I thought Mountain Music was it. I don't remember what it was, but I was not happy. Not happy about it because I knew that she'd been so looking for it. So hopefully they change their set list in December when they come through Fort Worth. I was going to get tickets for Mike on the show 904. I was hoping for a different set list. They might sh- they might change it. Keep checking. Because Braddy Kid looked, and she had the set list. I was impressed. I was like, ooh, look at you, knowing how to get the set list. That's fantastic. So, uh, so now, once again, we have to walk back to the car. So we walk all the way back to the car. Now my walking is done for the day. Now we have to sit in the car. Because assholes in Tennessee, let me tell you about the assholes in Tennessee. Hey, walking on a big-ass sidewalk is like driving a fucking car. Stay to your right. If you stay to your right, you won't bump into anybody. And when you are exiting a parking garage area or something like that, you have to use the zipper technique. You men out there that do not know how to use the zipper technique should never have anything other than button fly pants. Because you will eventually rip your dick off because you do not understand how a zipper works. If you're going straight and you got people coming in, it's every other car. Every other car. Every other car. Jesus, man. It only took us about 30, 35 minutes to get out of the parking garage. I got stuck in one one time with my father and his 95-year-old girlfriend and, like, her brother and sister, older. We got stuck at the University of Nevada basketball game in the parking lot. We were on the fourth or fifth floor. Yeah, that was two and a half hours. Two and a half fucking hours. In the car with people that the, the youngest person in the car was in his 70s. It was my father. And he was 79. Jesus. 
All right. So, Alabama should, okay, done. Get back to the hotel room. I am beat. I checked my step count. I broke, I, I broke my phone. They've never seen somebody take 97,000 steps in one day. That's what it was at, 97,000, right around there. Give or take a couple hundred. Ninety-seven, not ninety-seven hundred, ninety-seven thousand. Oh, by the way, about to hit twelve thousand on my TikTok. Oh shit, TikTok jokes. Hold on a second here. I got here, here's the uh, TikTok jokes for today. Hold on a second. Let me, let me let me click on this. What do you call five dogs with no balls? The view. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's the difference between a feminist and a hockey player? After three periods, a hockey player will at least shower. And my last one, going after my man Harrison. What do the Pittsburgh Steelers and O.J. Simpson have in common? They both like to beat up on the Browns. That's bad. That's bad right there. Uh, All right. Now. By the way, by the way, uh, my first day T-shirt-wise, I was wearing a uh, Sam Jackson shirt, my cool uh, motherfucker shirt. I got so much reaction out of that. Like, like, like people are looking at that and they're talking to me. I'm bridging the social, the racial. I am bridging. I am. My T-shirts are a giant handshake across the aisle. Next day, I was wearing my bloody Ric Flair shirt. People are commenting on that. A couple people, woo! Of course. Of course. It's all right. Now, next day. Next day, we don't have a whole lot planned. We're, we're going to the Grand Ole Opry that night. We got tickets to the Grand Ole Opry on Saturday night. So we're kind of, kind of, you know, putter around. Oh, the day before, you know what? I, we actually went to the mall, Opry Mills Mall. That's where m- most of those 97,000 steps came in. I forgot about that. Yeah, the mall. My, my, <laughs> wouldn't be surprised if you take more than 97 on a normal day, but Tennessee must be an even bigger pit than I thought. My average daily steps, it said, is like 700. That's not good. But that's only when I have a phone on me, and that's always. So, I mean, it's really bad. All right, so next day. They have Hardee's out there, and Hardee's are different than Carl's Jr. It's the same same chain, but they, they do different things in different places. And the breakfast, they, I, I saw something they had on their breakfast menu, and I was like, okay. It was chicken fried steak on a biscuit. You got to try that, right? Yeah, you have to. So of course, boom, go and get it. So we go to Hardee's, get it, eat it. It's fantastic. I mean, this is this is good. Look, so far we're we're doing good on the restaurants, minus the shit subway we had in Arkansas. 
Or was that Tennessee? I, I don't even know where the fuck we were when I had that thing. Uh, so we eat that, and we're like, okay, all right. Ready to go back downtown? Because we're going to do the touristy thing. It's early. We're going to go walk up and down Broadway. We're going to go look for the angel wings, the big angel wings, right? So we get there, and we find this parking lot. And it's like by Hattie B's. It's a parking garage that's like a building that you park into the ground. If you're in downtown Nashville, I highly, highly suggest parking there. If you're going to stay down there all day, if you got a concert to go to and you're going to the Country Music Hall of Fame, 50 bucks all day, great. In and out of there, hopefully like a champ, they'll get you out of there. So, park in the parking garage. And then we go up and down Broadway. Because she saw a shirt, Brady Kid saw a shirt that she wanted inside the Country Music Hall of Fame. And it was a Mama Tried shirt from Earl Haggard. But, like, the she didn't like how it was made. Like, it, it was kind of, like, furry or whatever. So, she didn't want that. She wanted to get a shirt. I was like, okay. Well, let's walk up and down Broadway and we'll go into... These stores, every store, it was the same shit. I mean, absolutely, the same refrigerator magnets, everything. And I'll answer your questions. No, I didn't go into Kid Rock's Honky Tonk. I saw it. There's nothing at those places for me to do. Unless we were hungry and I wanted to eat there, but we had already eaten. So I saw them. I saw all the places. I've seen a lot of those. I've been to Tootsie's before. It's the one touristy thing I've ever gotten to do is go to Tootsie's. Uh, fuck Subway. Oh, look. Hey, Christopher, I, we were just trying to find exits that had food. We were so, so in rural Tennessee that food was, it was scarce. Oh. We're walking up and down the streets of Broadway. One store is worse than the next, which is worse than the next, which is worse than the next. Nobody has this Mama Tritor. Everything's got Nashville on it, Smashville for the hockey team. Gay, by the way. And they got Johnny Cash shirts, and they got all this kind of stuff. And, and by the way, by the way, hey, Tennessee. Johnny Cash ain't from there. Yeah, he lived there. He ain't from there. He's from Arkansas. Willie Nelson, Texas. I, I've, I've come to think that, that the state of Tennessee has only been responsible for three artists ever. Kenny Chesney, Charlie Daniels, and I don't know who else. Garth Brooks, Oklahoma. Hey, give it to me. Alan Jackson, I think, is the other one. Did I say Alan Jackson? I haven't said that. That's the third one. Reba McIntyre, Oklahoma. Don't, don't try Elvis. That's Tupelo, Mississippi. He's not afraid. He's not afraid. He moved to Memphis. Why? Because that's where Sun Records was. They, they, they make Nashville this big music mecca, and I understand that it is, and, and it had, but they've ruined country music, and they have no business being the mecca of it. What about Dolly? Okay, there you go. Good call. Dolly's from Tennessee. I'll give you that one. 
but stop trying to claim that, that Elvis is from there because he ain't. So now we're walking up and down Broadway. It's great. There was there, If I recommend any shop to go into, go into Ernest Tubb Records. Ernest Tubb, country music icon, Hall of Fame member, walking the floors over you. His record store has all the signed pictures of everybody. They've got dresses in there worn by Loretta Lynn. It's an actual record store. You can buy vinyls there. You can buy CDs there. And it was really cool. And they had different stuff in there. They didn't have the, the typical crap. I was thinking maybe that was the place we're going to find the Mama Tried shirt. Didn't find it. But, yeah, if you're ever in Nashville, check out the Ernest Tubb record store. I don't know how much longer it's going to be there. Because I imagine, I imagine their rent is skyrocketing in that place. Um, all right. So now we're, we're kind of done with downtown. We've been down there enough. It, it, we we kind of just want to go relax because we haven't been relaxed in a couple days. So we go back to the hotel, chill for a couple hours. Because that night we're going to the Grand Old Opry. And the Grand Old Opry is in this place called Opry, Opry Mills. There's a gigantic hotel that's associated with it, right? Uh, big old mall that we were in already. And then they have a restaurant there. Paula Dean. Oh, yeah, the lady who uses nothing but butter. Paula Dean, by the way, from Georgia. And she's got a restaurant. So I was like, Let, what, let's eat at Paula Dean. Paula Dean's got good food. Yeah, okay. So we go there. Now, I think I could. Did I, did I get rid of that damn picture? Let's see something here real quick, like, let's see me. I think I did get rid of that picture. Damn it. Of the, of the menu. Yeah, I did. All right, so. Oh, you know what I can do? I can actually call it up online here. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if you ever go there, it's a scam. Dean. Uh, Jack Daniels Distillery, no uh, bullshit, best tour in Nashville. I, I don't think the tour's in, isn't it in Lynchburg? And I don't drink, so uh, restaurant, where is that? Oh, Family Kitchen. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Give me that motherfucking menu, bitch. Come on now. Oh, there it is. Just, just, just a dinner menu. Okay. So now you go in there, right? And they got a little store in there, and you can buy whatever knickknacks you want from Paula Dean. I got an oven mitt because we have these rubber ones, and I don't trust those. I got a big old sturdy one made out of yarn. So we go in there. So this is what you see when you see the menu. It says you can either choose the Albany or the Savannah. The Albany, you choose two down-home dishes 
and four of Paula's famous sides for the table. $23.99 a person. Or you get the Savannah. You choose three of the down-home dishes. That's the main entree. And four of the sides. See, Brad, Braddy, hey, hey, hey. Slow down. Telling the story here. Yes, her cheddar biscuits are better than red dot. Now I don't have to say it. Thank you. Now, there's a big thing with this. Enjoy unlimited refills. Happy eating, y'all, to go boxes not available. So the down-home dishes, best other southern fried chicken, pot roast, chicken fried pork chop, meatloaf, spare ribs, chicken and dumplings, Georgia fried catfish, and roasted chicken. And the sides are your usual, you know, mac and cheese, coleslaw, all that kind of stuff. Here's where it's a scam. And, yes, it's a scam. It says, choose two down-home dishes and four of Paula's famous sides for the table. $23.99 a person. Okay, so if I order that, I should be getting two of the big dishes and four of my own sides. But see, what they're not telling you is, is that no, the table orders that. It's bullshit. I asked our waiter... And by the way, our waiter was fucking terrible. I said, hey, what happens if a single comes in here? He goes, what do you mean? I said, what if you, you ever go out to eat by yourself? I, I've done it. I've gone out to eat by myself. If a single walks in there, I'm going to get two down-home dishes and four of Paula's famous sides. My table is a, a table of one. It's going to cost me $23.99. Now, what if I have a friend that's going to join me later? And we're paying separately. He's a single, too. He sits down with me. He's got to eat all the shit that I did and pay $29.99. It's a bullshit system. Oh, I was heated. I was heated about this. Like, And by the way, when I was buying my, my warm mitt, and rudest staff I've ever seen, ever, from, I walked up to the lady, gave the lady my name, cell phone, they're going to text me, okay. She said it was going to take about 25, 20 to 25 minutes. Now, usually, I'll wait until that time has passed before I say, when is it our turn? So, sure enough, we're sitting there, oh, oh. Let me first of all tell you about this wonderful employee I saw. Scout obviously just got done doing her shift because I could see that she had taken her 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 butt up Paula Dean server shirt and lovely just befuddled it under her arm as she's carrying it through the restaurant, wearing a what looked like to be a dirty wife beater and a sports bra under that. But it wasn't quite covering up her gut as she walked through the restaurant. So we're going outside because two seats finally have opened up. So we can sit down now and wait. 
because we're in the middle of this 25-minute wait. 20 to 25 minutes. I checked in at like 5.33. 25 minutes is 5.58. So as I'm headed to the chairs, Braddy Kid got one chair. And then fucking Shrek Spice got the other damn chair. The employee who's got her shirt matted up under her arm. Was waiting for her to pull out a pack of cools or something. I was like, you've got to be shitting me. You're going to let your employee walk through the store and then take away a seat from a paying customer? Finally, she gets up because I guess her pimp was there. Wish I had to have one of them fucking toilet seat covers to sit down on. I think whatever she had, she could have probably get through clothing. So I sit there, look at my watch. It's 6.03. I, I look at the text message that they had sent me. And it, it, it said 5.33 that they sent it to me. 5.33. It's 6.03. Same, same phone. I haven't changed phones. So I walk in there, and all I ask is this. I said, uh, just wondering where we are on the list. Now, usually you want to hear, oh, you're next. That's what you want to hear, right? This lady goes, well, your, si- your seat has been assigned to you already, and we're just waiting for them to clean it off. So I said, is that next? Sir, this is what we do. We assign you the table. And then you have to wait until those people are done eating, and then you can sit there. Now, I, 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 I'm almost 50. I, can, I understand how a restaurant works, lady. I'm not saying this because I'm taking it all in. And I said, okay. And what they did was there's two of us. Two of us for dinner. Two. They gave us a table that sat seven. It had a lazy Susan on it. It's a table for seven. You gave it to us. How stupid are you people? Now, when they gave us this, Quasimodo, our waiter, he did have a little bit of a hump in his back. Comes over and, you know, finally comes over to us after like 10 minutes. Now, I'm not worried about it. I'm like, he brings us these biscuits. Now, are you happy, Braddy? I, I've made it now. These, these biscuits, these cheddar biscuits. Yeah, yeah, those things are, they were better than the mac and cheese the night before. You know how excited I got about that mac and cheese, these biscuits, and, and they sell mix. Oh, yeah, we got some. Damn right we got some. Uh, yeah, but biscuits, uh, those are second to none. So now, now it's time. It's time for us to, to get going. And, and they have... a. Braddy Kid made it for me once. I gave her the recipe. Uh, my mom used to have this thing called Neiman, Neiman Marcus cake because it was so rich and decadent. And Braddy Kid did a great job trying to remake that. That one time she did it. That one time 
and you haven't done it since then, just saying. Uh, but but that's the ooey gooey cake that that Paula Dean makes, and and I gotta say my mom's and Brady kids is way better. It's good. Don't get me wrong. It's good. I've had better. So now we gotta drive over the Grand Ole Opry, and it's in the same parking lot. Like it's in the same mall parking lot. I'm like hell to the air. Ain't gotta pay. Now there's some places that 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 the uh, at the Grand Ole Opry where you gotta pay. I'm like these people are fucking stupid to pay because you got a free fucking mall right here. Park there, All right? Take it to my phone. I'm walking up. Now let me let me first say this right now. Probably one of the absolute worst lineups I've ever seen for any kind of music venue that wasn't a high school musical. Oh, looks like a hint. someone's more named Marcus Case. <laughs> uh, wow, you weren't grateful for five seconds. Well, I'm always grateful. Uh, let me get this damn menu from fucking Paula Deans. And by the way, they're fucking. I asked the employee, "What should I order? Should I should I get the pot roast, which I love pot roast, or should I get the chicken dumplings? Because I love chicken dumplings. Oh, get chicken dumplings. Yeah, I've had be- I denty more better. Denty more at the grocery store better than Paula Deans. So uh, we get to the Grand Ole Opry. Now we want to do the trick again, where I get where I where I, where I get handicapped seats, right? So we gotta go in. We gotta. And they said, "Well, they can help you once you get inside." So, All right, no problem. So we go in line, get in the metal detector line again. Once again, metal detector, not quite as sensitive as the night before. Get through the metal detector. I show the girl my phone, right, and it's got two tickets on there. So I, I show her the first one. And then scroll up for the second one. She goes, oh, I didn't get that one. Hold on. So I scroll up again. She goes, oh, these are coming up invalid. I said, invalid, huh? She goes, these were for last night. Okay. So obviously, obviously. The ticket company sent us. Uh, hey, y'all, I got one work day left this week. Uh, I'll have to catch up on today's show later. Love y'all. Well, thank you, uh, Alicia. Have a great day at work. Got mail coming up next. Um, so we're like, wait a second. The ticket agency that we bought these through sent us the wrong fucking day. So we're on hold with them. For like 45 minutes to an hour, we're on hold then, right? And this lady, she can't help us. So I'm going through my emails, and I said, oh, wait. Yep, yeah. It turns out that we went to Alabama on the wrong night. Now, they didn't send us away because, see, it was it was Friday night that they added. We had tickets to the original Saturday show, but we went Friday. 
And uh, they let us in on Friday. The most important show of the weekend was, was Alabama. Grand Ole Opry was important, don't get me wrong, but the show we were going for was Alabama. And uh, we didn't want to buy tickets because, like I said, the lineup was shitty. There was a fucking stand-up comedian. Who goes to the fucking Grand Ole Opry to see a stand-up comedian? You know he's going to be clean, so that's going to suck. So we just kind of laughed, and and we, we still blamed it on the ticket agency, and they're doing an investigation, so hopefully... They figure it out, and they credit our account. But, uh, yeah, we went the wrong night. And the, the biggest kick of it is is that they let us in the Alabama show. And we're like, well, they let us in. Through all that security, we got in. Got, and, and, by the way, the handicapped seats, best seats in the house. I mean, you, I was right in the middle. I was looking right at them. Holy crap. And I, I thought, wow, that, that's crazy. That's insane. So next day, well, we're driving home, and, and what we're like, should we go? Should we, should we go to the Alabama show? And, and we realize how crowded downtown's going to be. It's July 3rd, and I've seen pictures now from July 3rd, 4th, and 5th. They, they had 100,000 people down there. It wasn't even one of the blue-collar guys. It's just this guy who's on the Internet who makes funny mama voices, but he don't cuss. So we're like, no, let, let, let's not fight downtown. Let's just go. We saw Alabama. We're going to see him again. Okay. Until we find out that joining Alabama on stage was Tim McGraw. I got I I got to I I I got to eat that one because I I I didn't really want to go. She didn't either. But I mean we we could have. We had tickets. And we saw Jake Owen the night before come out and do a song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That did not that was that was not good. That was not pretty. Uh 400,000 tours for the 4th is what the news says and I believe it. Oh yeah. I mean, I saw a video today of the craziness walking around in Nashville, fuck that, no, and and the thing is, is that like when you go to Vegas and you see drunk people, you're like, oh okay, Southern drunk people take it to a whole other level. Like when I, I went to the national championship game, I've been to the national championship game twice. Lucky enough in my life to to go twice, one one, and then we played Alabama, and they put a dirty shot on our quarterback, took him out of the game. But I noticed something about Alabama fans at the 2010 game. Those fans drink. Southerners can fucking drink. And and that's the other thing. Southerners like to drink, and some of them, they shouldn't be drinking like whiskey because it makes them angry. So lots of fights break out. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't want any part of going back downtown that night. Mm. All right. So, yeah. 
and that was uh, that was it. We we got back to the hotel. Goddamn you, Warbird rolled. No, I'm not gonna say it. It's not that time. I don't get to say it now. Um, get back to the hotel, go sleep, get on the road next day. Next day we make it. We make it out of Nashville. We're out of Nashville by like six o'clock in the morning. I'm gone. Tired of that fucking place. I am westbound and down. I'm trying to think of anything else. Stop to get gas. There was another fucking fried chicken place. Go Tigers. Oh, Jesus. This is turning into an SEC show. I don't like that. I saw some thing where they bracketed. They put tiers, ranked the programs by prominence. Of course, Alabama and Ohio State are in the top one. Texas in like the third tier. Are you kidding me? You are you kidding me? Tier three. A and M is in tier two. How about how about A and M win a fucking conference title? How about they win their even own side of a conference title once? Before you can start talking about how A and M is an elite program. A&M, they, they haven't won a championship. They haven't won a conference championship since the Southwest fucking conference. Jeez, maybe they won one in the Big 12. Did they win one or did Kansas State beat them in that championship game? Oh, I was heated about that. Saw that all weekend. That did not make me happy. Uh, made it home. Dogs are in great shape. Made it home for the 4th of July. Lots of people lighting off goddamn. Uh, I, they, I think somebody had a bazooka outside my window. Shoot, and by the way, it's illegal to do here in Rockwall, but cops didn't do anything, so there you go. And yesterday, I just took it easy. Like I said, watched Yellowstone, did all my stuff. So there you go. All right. Uh, when we come back, we have tons and tons of emails that we got to go through, including some suggestions for the celebrity-ass death match. Uh, usually I don't dedicate these songs, but these two, they go out to Braddy Kid since you didn't hear them the other night. Potato pie and I shut my mouth. Gone, gone with the wind. Ain't nobody looking back again. Cotton on the roadside, cotton in the ditch. We all picked the cotton, but we never got rich. Daddy was a veteran, a Southern Democrat. They ought to get a rich man to vote like that. Sing it. Song, song of the South. Sweet potato pie and I shut my mouth. But we were so poor that we couldn't tell Cotton was short and the weeds were tall But Mr. Roosevelt are gonna save us all 
Well, Mama got sick and Daddy got down. The county got the farm and they moved to town. Papa got a job with a TVA. He bought a washing machine and then a Chevrolet. Sing it, song, song of the South. Sweet potato pie and I shut my mouth.
people that ain't hot mama they're like wait a second listening to this this is good but i want to hear the first hour well that's easy after the show i upload everything and it's available if you go to arnieradio.com you join it for 2.99 a month 2.99 a month i work pretty much every day every weekday and there you go all the shows are up there and you're like wow holy shit i like this show wish there was more like it. well there's like 800 more like it so there you go. My shows. There's not another show like this one. I'll tell you that right now. This is unique in every single way that there is. I'm in Reno and just woke up. Well, look at you, party girl. Uh, all right. Uh, this weekend, uh, there, there are a lot of stories to have. We ain't going to get to that. We got we got to do listener mail first because got some great listener mail. By the way, listener mail brought to you by... My good friends at JS Floors, they have the best floors in the West, or in the, in, in the, it, it, they're the best anywhere. Let's see, let's forget this best in the West stuff. Because see, this weekend what happened was the flooring places, the four corners of flooring, the West, the East, the South, and the North, they had a rumble this weekend. And I am proud to announce that JS Floors, they stomped a mud hole in them and then built the floors dry over their carcasses. That's exactly what they do. JS Floors, best in America. Give them a call for all your flooring needs. 775-267-4123. God rest those souls of those other floors that perished in that. Stray Fire says, best deal in entertainment, by the way. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Now, we have lots and lots of emails to get to. And yes, oh, yes, we have asked questions. So as I do pretty much all the time when it comes to this feature, we will, we will sing our way in. Let me make sure I've got all the sound effects, everything ready to go uh, for singing and having the mail questions. 
And by the way, we have not one, but two brand new Ask Arnie songs as we do a world premiere right here, right now. The band is warmed up. By the way I use my walk, I'm a heavy man, just time needs Clothing loud, extended sizes I've been wearing since I was born Now it's alright, it's okay, I'll eat steak every other day You can't try to understand how I don't break all waistbands Whether you're a winner eating chicken dinner, you're asking our knee, asking our knee Do it, ask him, ask him right now, do it now, real fucking cow So yes, I have done the staying alive version of asking Arnie. And now, this is for all them guys and gals out there who are headed off to your job. I dedicate this to you. And into the shower He's so fat it takes him an hour To dry his crack Just to start the day He likes to eat dessert early and often When he dies he'll need a big coffin But before he goes He wants to help Asking old Harney You should do it, do it right now Before he goes out And he fucks another cow How you say that is gross Bam. There you go. There you go. Not one, but two brand new Ask Arnie songs for you. Didn't know you were going to get a little gift today, did you? No, no, you didn't. And those those two, man, I got to get my lungs up for that one. Good old Dolly can sing. But, yeah, I, I really like that. that. I think this, the Dolly one could become my new favorite one. I'm just saying. So there you go. Uh, all right. Now, let, let's get to the, the emails, shall we? Uh, first and foremost, let's see. Uh, oh, what a beautiful morning. Welcome to Mail Call. All right, scumbag, pay attention. It's time for Mail Call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? Uh, this is from the Dave Co. Wow. He says, I hope you're having a great weekend, consisting of being surrounded by family and friends and good food and an email from Dave Co. Not necessarily in that order. Uh, my motivation for emailing you is to tell you how much I enjoy the Arnie State Show. It is a unique, misspelled, and one-of-a-kind show that is original. All those descriptions <laughs> say the same thing, but I like my emails like I like my phone call. 
wordy and redundant. It reminds me of a time I had lunch with Brad Pitt. No, I'm lying. I never met Brad Pitt. I just felt like name dropping. LOL. However, the real reason for emailing you is because I wanted to tell you how much I enjoy Celebrity Ass Deathmatch. You come up with great topics and epic battles for us to enjoy. Plus, it gives me an opportunity to have the banana phone song stuck in my head for three or four days. Thank you for that. Uh, I love the way you set up the show so that us commoners can openly express ourselves by calling, texting, or even emailing with you our viewpoints or just dumb stuff. Dumb stuff is my specialty. That's why I love Celebrity Ass Deathmatch, because it allows me to walk away from reality and just have some dumb fun. I'm sure all the Ass family feel the same way. You do very well at having matches for us to participate in. It makes my mind start to think of different matches that you could do. I was came up with a topic for you to ponder, and I came home from work and did a little online recon to search for a topic that I was thinking about. What do you think of Celebrity Ass Deathmatch Greatest SNL Reoccurring Characters? I searched Google for the top 40 characters, but will uh, be up to you to cut down the field to 16. However, here's a list of 40, and he sent me the 40. Uh, thank you so much for my Christmas gift two years ago, <laughs> it, that, which was the Alabama show. It was totally worth it and truly worth it. had a great time. Well, I'm glad. That was the most important thing is that you had fun. DNA says that's straight platinum there. Thank you. That's that, that's in reference to the songs. Uh, Dave Co. I got your email and I thought about it and yes. So tomorrow, the announcement and 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 uh, Young Harm, the guy who does all my graphics and stuff. I got a, a message from him. I believe it was yesterday. I've been the day before. Sorry, Dave Co. Came first. Um, Young Harm has a bot the the battle of potheads celebrity ass deathmatch potheads edition so this week Wednesday tomorrow we're doing SNL reoccurring characters celebrity ass deathmatch to Friday but we ain't doing it today today's Tuesday Friday we will be doing celebrity ass deathmatch to get you in the mood for the weekend the 420 edition if you will so there you go. Dave Coe, that was a great suggestion. Great email, too, by the way. Is there a PS in here? Let me go all the way down. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got a lot of those characters in there, Dave Coe. So great email. Great one there. Uh, all right. So there we go. Next one here. Let's see. Get that sandwich out of your pie hole and listen up, maggot. It's time for mail call. Suck in your gut. It's time for mail call. What the fuck do you want? Okay, this is from Carl. Mm-hmm. He says, is there something wrong with me? I'm asking because I think I'm one of the only guys in my group of friends that don't think any of Demi and Bruce Willis's kids are good looking. I know they have Rumor and Scout. I don't know the other one. But I do know that I, I don't think she they deserve to be in the hot category. Very random email there, Carl. Uh... Isn't Tallulah the other one? They have three daughters because Bruce can't produce a son. I, I've never found any of their kids. All their kids look like their dad, but in girl form. That's not good. 
It's like Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair looks just like Ric Flair. Ric Flair's a good-looking guy, but he's a guy. Charlotte Flair would be a good-looking guy. I don't know, man. I'll I tell you that their, their kids are on the ugly. They are on the spectrum of ugly is beyond believable. Dana Carvey's grumpy old man on the, your list for is Dana Carvey. Uh, there is a Dana Carvey, but uh, there's a couple Dana Carveys. Got to put it that way. I ain't going to give it up to you, Zach. Come on. You know me. I got to keep you guys guessing. By the way, I want to go back to Dave Coe's letter for a second before I fin- finish with this uh, Carl's thing. I learned this a long time ago in radio. A long, long time ago. And there's a lot of shows, even some that I've been on, who've forgotten this. But it's the one thing that I really, really, really have taken and tried to run with, especially with this show is this. Games on the radio are fun when the contestants, when people can play them in their car. Now, I'm not taking anything away from the Refrigerator Slam Off, which is still the greatest radio game that Arnie State's ever invented, and people stole it. I'll explain uh, I'll explain it to Refrigerator if you haven't been here before. Here in a second. Any kind of sound effect game, name that sound effect. We used to do name that Hawaiian sound effect, and we only played it on Hawaiian Thursdays, which was a made-up day. But it gave everybody an excuse to wear Hawaiian shirts. I remember I walked out. I, I, I was doing. I was going to lunch somewhere in Sacramento one Thursday. Of course, I had my Hawaiian shirt on because I'm the leader of Hawaiian Thursday, this fucking made-up day. By the way, we didn't even have a good enough sales staff to sell a trip to Hawaii to sponsor that. Yet it was one of our most popular things, Hawaiian Thursday. And I remember I saw like 20 Hawaiian shirts out that day. I was like, fucking hey, man, this show is reaching. And it, and it was. It was Hawaiian Thursday. And, and people, if they can glob onto something and it's good, they're going to glob on even harder. And they glob onto stuff that they can be a part of. And that's why I say it's your show. That's why we, we have fun games that you guys participate in. Uh, the, the, the feature that Mixler provides me with the instant message is so vital. I don't know how I ever got through radio without instant message because I think it's genius and the phones still work. But, yes, if you can be a part of a show, you're going to be a part of that show. And that's what I try to do with this show. So there you go. Hang down, Jim says, Bruce Willis is like a corgi of men. Anytime you breed a corgi with another breed, it looks like that breed is a corgi. Bruce Willis and Demi are proof that those girls are Bruce and Demi shells. (laughs) Well, that's true. That is true. But, yeah, their kids kids ain't good looking. And, And they get on magazines and all that kind of stuff. Uh-uh. Nope. If I owned a magazine, I'd call it Fugly, and I'd put them on that. i put all these chicks. Billy Eyelash? Billy Eyelash, I, I don't understand that. Bitch looks like an elbow. That's how ugly she is. She looks like an elbow. 
You know that's the lowest put down I have for ugliness. Something looks like an elbow. It's beat to shit. That Billy Eyelash girl is an elbow. Don't be an elbow. Holy shit. That might be a t-shirt. Don't be an elbow. <laughs> Don't be an elbow. <laughs> this is kind of funny. So the shirt, I'm, I'm envisioning this shirt. There's a mirror. There, there's a picture on the shirt. It's a mirror. And you see your hand, right? It's not really a mirror. It's a picture of a mirror. And it's got it where your face should be. It's just an elbow. Like a neck connected to an elbow. Don't be an elbow. Oh, I like that. Ass family, don't be an elbow. Oh, man. I need to get a T-shirt store on this show. Start fucking doing some trade with them. Uh, All right. Uh, Got that letter answered. Uh, Next one here. Let's see. Uh, Don't move. Stay where you are. It's time for mail call. Listen up. It's time for mail call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? Arnie. While you were away, what did you think of the Bill Cosby release from prison? Well, he got released when I was, I was still here. I, I think I broadcast that. That was the last day I was here. I think I know the answer, but do you feel like that was justified to let him out over a weird technicality? I hope he goes back soon. Rich. Uh, ooh, Celebrity Ass Deathmatch, the Elbows Edition. Billy Eyelash, Charlotte Flair, Renee Zellweger. I've done ugliest people, though. Not not a bad idea. When the shirt comes out, then (laughs) we might do it. If I can get enough people interested in getting the shirt, then I'll do that. Uh, So this, I get what I take because... When I was gone, I was gone. I didn't watch any hardly any news when I was away because I like to I, – I, I have to just fucking decompress from the, the real world for as long as I can. And I didn't read a bunch of this stuff. I didn't really look into that story that much. But this is like when you watch one of those uh, shows, you watch a Law & Order. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I can't do that. You, you watch a uh, – a Law and Order. There he is, right there. Yeah, that's the way you should do it, honey. Okay. And you see them, and they're gonna turn. They're gonna flip a suspect, which means he's going to turn evidence, and in return, they're not going to charge him for that. Uh, sell shirts at your stand-up show? Oh, I might. That's not a bad idea. Would you guys want to maybe maybe one day this week we'll talk about that? Talk about uh, T-shirt ideas for the show. But yeah, l- let's get to that. We'll do that tomorrow. How's that? I like the elbows. Don't be an elbow. But you know we can. We, there are other ideas too. Scott, great idea. Um, so I guess Bill Cosby testified or did something, and they said they wouldn't charge him with these then. So he held up his end of the bargain, and they didn't hold up their end. I 
I mean, I get it. I get not holding up your end to a guy who raped 55 women. I, I understand that, but you're going to get called on it. Uh, it's a shitty technicality, but hey, that's how they get the big fish. They can't get rid of that because then, look, if, if if what happened to Bill Cosby is that then they won't ever get anybody to turn on anybody again. I think it's I I think it's horrible. I don't think he should be out. I think it's terrible that Bill Cosby's out of prison. By the way, he will never go back. Not ever. He will die before he goes back. He's close to death as it is. I think it's a travesty to the system. And I, I, I'll say this right here and right now, and I will not feel one iota racist about this at all. If you don't think that Bill Cosby got out because of the money he has, and you want to say there's no justice in our system, Bill Cosby's out. I don't even need to bring up O.J. Simpson. But don't don't try to tell me that this is a black-white issue. This is a green issue. And whoever it was he testified to who said you will have immunity through this, that's why it took them two years because they had to find that person. They had to get the truth. In a lot of places, they would refer to Bill Cosby then as a rat. So he's a rat who's also a racist. Or a rapist, sorry. I, I, I think it's repugnant that he's let out of prison. But once again, don't tell me a black man in this country doesn't have a fair shake. That black man has as much money and as much assets as a white man, they're going to get white man justice. It's true. I'm sorry that when uh, a wealthy businessman fucking, let's say, murders his mistress or, or does something heinous like that, and they end up walking. Yeah, he walked because, it's not because he's white. It's because he had an even more important color. He had green to pay for the people, the best people, to cast doubt on a jury. That's the way the system works. I don't like it one bit. Because if you're a regular person, then you get actual, you get somewhat actual justice. If you're well-to-do, ain't no justice for you. And by the way, that's our system. And until we change it, ain't nothing you can do about it. And by the way, I'm okay with it. Because that's our system, and we all seem to be okay with it. We're not riding in the streets over this. Where were the mar? Okay, so let, let's get into this Bill Cosby thing since we really didn't get into it a lot on the show. Um, where were the riots in the streets? None? I mean, Felicia Richard. She she was applauding this because she didn't. She never believed it. Okay, 
And the college she works at says, well, we, we're going to fire you now because I guess she's a professor there. Bill Cosby says, well, you, you, I want my money back. Well, you're not going to get your money back, Bill. You don't have to donate money to them anymore. But you ain't going to get, you ain't going to get, they, they'll gladly rename all the buildings there at Temple University if any are named after you. But isn't it funny? Because I haven't seen this a lot. I haven't seen a lot of people coming out and saying, thank God Bill Cosby's out. Is it because I haven't been watching? Yeah, that could be it. I haven't seen it a lot. I haven't seen any anything saying, oh, finally justice was served. I haven't seen Black Lives Matter come out and talk anything about this. I, I think that I think that his his life would matter, wouldn't you? I mean, just saying. They, I'm surprised they weren't marching in the streets when he was when. Oh, that's right, right. It didn't have anything to do with the cop. That's right. My bad. I, I, I'm sorry. I I keep putting that in there because I keep seeing the story over and over again about how many deaths were in Chicago over the Fourth of July weekend. But we'll talk about that in just a little while. Bill Cosby getting out is proof once again that if you are someone of an elite status, there's no laws for you. I mean, think about it. look, look. I liked, I liked George W. Bush. He, I, he, he was my guy. Terrible president. Awful. You don't need to tell me. Oh, how can you like him? Because he seems like a really likable guy. And at one time, he was the owner of my beloved Texas Rangers, who suck. But I like him. Now, as vice president, I'd give or take him. Whoa, 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 whoa. Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney shot a guy in the face. Shot a guy in the face. Oh, hunting accident. Got away with because he's an elite. He's an elite. Of course. That shit, he didn't even get arrested. I think they continued the hunt. But don't get it twisted. This ain't no regular guy. Bill Cosby who got out plausible digital. He ain't, no. And and as far as him ever going back in for not for this, he won't. No, Bill Cosby Bill Cosby's gonna I say maybe six months. Maybe. Not bucket. It's time for mail call. Welcome to mail call. What the fuck do you want? Uh Arnie. While you're away, what did you think of the Oh wait, I already read that one. Bill Cosby release. Sorry. Just read that one. Uh, dear Arnie, my boyfriend is in a bad place right now. Okay, this is the Ask Arnie question here. Uh, you see, a few years ago, he gave up drinking and pills, saying that he was done with it for good. Is there anything I can say when I know he's had a few? Or am I supposed to pick him up, dust him off when he's ready again? Please help. And that's from Lynn. Okay. Is there? He's your boyfriend, so you're not married to him, so you're not legally bound to this guy. You obviously love him. Um, you can ask him. I, I don't understand. I, I understand what the problem is, Lynn. Like, uh, of course you can say something to him. You're your own person. Are you afraid of him? 
Is, is, that, is that what you're saying? I mean, if you're afraid of them, then you need to call somebody for help on that. But when you know, and you used all caps in that, when you know he's had a few, why wouldn't you say anything to him? Do you not say anything to him because you're afraid of what the answer is going to be? Which one are you more afraid of? That's going to be the answer that the uh, it's going to be truthful and the answer that you wanted, or or would you rather have the lie? Got to ask yourself that, and then you can ask, or am I supposed to pick him up, dust him off when he's ready again? What do you think? The way that that I read that, and and it's once again me just reading these things. Um, sounds like you're kind of done with it. There's nothing wrong with that, Lynn. Lynn. <whistles> nothing wrong with that. If you've had enough of his bullshit, there's nothing keeping you there. Now, I, I, don't, I, I don't know if you guys are bound financially together, things like that. But when you say boyfriend, I don't know. If this is husband, it's a lot different. But it isn't. It's just messier that way. It's a lot messier that way. Then you get to enjoy your life. You're allowed to enjoy your life. If this is something that you enjoy, dusting him off and having him start over again, if you enjoy that, more power to you. I don't know a lot of people that do enjoy that. When it's your life, you get to make all the choices. Now, do I think that your boyfriend might need more help? Sure. But that's up to him. That's not on you. See, that, that's the thing I don't like about those shows like Intervention and stuff, even though I'm rooting for all the people in that Intervention. Um. You're always, though, even the interventions, as nice and as awesome as that, that show is, and you see the people, and they get help, and they've, got, they've stayed clean since 2002 and all these great long stories, and there's nothing I root for more than those people on that show. But in the back of their minds, they have to know that they are allowing the addict to have another out. Let me read what Hangtown Jim says here. But why would you? He, he's not drinking because he's ba uh, banned. He had to quit 100% for some reason. Or did he quit 100% and now in this day and age, he's more grown up and ready to enjoy responsibly a few drinks here and there. Is he a sober relationship? Was that the part of the deal? I'm confused as to the situation. Is he falling down drunk, drugged up on a regular? And are you afraid he say, hey, I'm not this kind of gal. I don't like this. See, hang down, Jen. I'm right there with you. There's a lot of things that aren't answered in here, so I'm trying to ask the question. Uh, Joe, uh, I just got texted uh, from a uh, good friend saying, uh, I'm in tears, buddy. Real but true, so true. Love you for addressing this. Takes balls. Codependency. Um, on a question, do you listen to Sammy's Bull podcast? No, I do not. Um 
This is all on that attic. See, this is the thing, Lynn. You get to make all your choices here. If you want to be happy, be happy. If picking up after this guy makes you happy, then yes, you stick around. If you're tired of it, and and you get to decide when you're tired of it. Not him, not his family, not your friends. Everybody, Everybody's so hung up on what people think of him. Well, I don't want people not to like me because I broke up with him because he slipped. Fuck them. It, it, ask family, I, 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 I need to give this to you. It is okay to dish out big fucking hot steaming bowls of fuck yous to people. Because it's your life. Give a fuck what they think. Yet we all do. And when it comes to relationships, it's even worse. Well, I don't want them to think this of me. I don't want them to think that of me. Oh, they're going to think that. Fuck that shit. You, you need to get happy, Lynn. And if your boyfriend is ready to get help, he will get help. I mean, that, that's just the way that shit goes. Because it, it, let me go back to the the intervention show, which I did. Like I said, I, that's a guilty pleasure of mine. I watch that and I, I root for those people and I see if I know anybody on that show because I, I've known somebody on Springer. I've known somebody on fucking... Uh, Maury Povich. I, I I never got anybody. I well wait no I take that back. I did know a guy on Cops. Live PD. I never knew anybody on Live PD. But yeah, oh that that's the coolest when you're like oh shit I know that guy and you're like oh fuck I know somebody that's been on that show. But intervention. I root for those people. Yet that show is giving them a way out. Because these people make all these bold statements about their sons and their daughters, and you got to see if you can truly live up to it. And I don't think a lot of those people will truly live up to it. But you got to cut those people out of your life. When you have that intervention, if you don't get sober, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. Okay. You're going to do X, Y, Z because I'm not sober, okay? I'll get sober then. And when it turns out that maybe you're you're just a, a miserable fuck anyway, get sober, you can always use that against them. Cheaters. I, uh, I, I do not, I've never known anybody on cheaters. They did when Joey Greco got stabbed. He got stabbed right here at Lake Ray Hubbard. So I know exactly where Joey, uh, where, where, oh, God, Joey, uh, I just said his name. Joey Greco. Greco, Greco, whatever his name was. Yeah, I know exactly where he was stabbed at Lake Ray Hubbard. That's pretty awesome, though. Cheaters is filmed all over the Metroplex. It's fucking fantastic. Um. But you're allowing that addict to come back and go, well, I got sober for you. You told me you weren't going to A, B, C, X, Y, Z here, and I got sober for you. People in recovery don't get sober for other people if they're really in recovery. You get sober for yourself.
Mm-hmm. Well, buddy, you know I got your back, pal. Guy who's texting me. I'm, I'm very, very proud of you and the steps you've taken. Very proud of you. You got to get rid of those fucking socks, though. Jesus Christ. First time I saw someone I knew on cops, camera flashes to him. His face is blurred. They have him sitting on the curb. As soon as I see, nah, man, it's all good. I was like, Joe, <laughs> at least he knows he's still alive and kicking. At the moment, I oddly felt some peace. Oh, yeah, there's nothing bad. I, let's see, I, Chris Payne was on uh, Maury Povich. There, there was a guy that, that worked at New York Pizza that I knew that was on Maury, or, or not, not Maury, uh, on, on uh, Jerry, on Springer. I think, uh, uh, wasn't a dude from the afternoon show? That damn show, wasn't he on the, the Springer show, too? Oh, man. Yeah, it's it's funny when you know people there. Guy we went to high school, Greg, we saw him on Cops, episode of Cops. It was filmed in Dallas. It was over in, like, where, where it was in the bad part of Dallas where it's coming towards us. Like, oh, we know him. That's pretty kick-ass when you know somebody on those. Uh, all right. Let's see. Uh, so there you go. Lynn, Lynn, if I can give you any advice here, this is the advice. Do what makes you happy. I try to tell people that, and, and honestly, it goes a long way in life. If people come to me and they ask me a lot of questions because I've been through a lot of shit, and I'm still kicking. Depression's the big one for me. I quit drinking on the 4th of July. Just something clicked in my head. It's been years, but I did it for myself. Not the first time. I've changed my life for the better, but I know it was for me. And I will stick scared of alcohol fucking up this life I've worked so hard to create. Good for you, Adam J. Good for you, my man. If you ever need to talk or anything, and I know that you're quitting for you, I, you know I'm always here, pal. Always here. That's great. Good for you. Um, when... When my dad died, it was the absolute worst month of my life. And when my sister came to town, I was the one in charge getting, of getting not only his remains, his ashes, dealing with these people and, and getting the death certificates so we could go and get his will and all that kind of stuff done. And that's hard to do when you're getting it from your hero. So I'll never forget, he, uh, he went through the Neptune Society, and I've told this story on the show, but anytime I can run the Neptune Society down for being gigantic bowls of shit, I will. They lied to me on the phone, saying there was a holdup with my dad's first death certificate because they were playing phone tag with the doctor. Now, phone tag to me means you call them, they call you, back and forth. When the truth of the story is, is that my dad's doctor was on vacation. I can't hold that against the doctor. The doctor doesn't know my dad's going to die. Well, then, and, and what, what happens is his doctor is part of the VA, so then it gets kicked up the chain. And this is a good VA hospital. This isn't one of the shitty ones. It's a good one in Reno. And uh, 
it never got kicked up the chain because that was up to the Neptune Society to call the other person, which they didn't do. I did. I was the one who got the ball rolling. I talked to the actual medical examiner of Washoe County. He knew who I was, thanks to a stupid radio show that I was on. And he apologized to me profusely, profusely for this error. And it wasn't on their fault. It wasn't even, the, it wasn't even close to Washoe County's fault. The day that I was told that my dad's death certificates would be ready, it's nothing I've ever wanted to pick up less in my entire life than that. And they said they'd be there about 1.30 or 2. We were having a big celebratory dinner that night because everything was done. And so I was out, and my nephew was in town with his now fiance, my sister, and stupid-ass Beverly. So I'm going to make steaks on Dad's grill. I'm going to have a good time and remember Dad. I'm going to get them a, a bottle of wine because I, I, I don't drink, but I, I knew somebody who knew a lot about wine, so I know a couple good bottles to get for any occasion. So I went to the liquor store, which happened to be next door to the Neptune Society, where I had to pick up these death certificates. Funny how I planned that out. And, and it's now 2.25, and they have yet to call me. I walk in. I said, I'd like my father's death certificate please uh, well they didn't bring them well I know that they were sent the courier was sent because the the, <laughs> the fucking medical examiner of Washoe County told me they were in the queue that day to be sent out why don't you have them well they, they didn't bring them I said okay well this is what you're going to do and she'd already seen me at about a five or a six. And right now, I'm at about a two. Because I'm trying to hold it together as much as I can. I will get back to how this helps somebody. They called the courier. Curry was there in five minutes. Oh, so sorry about it. Yeah, I'll take that. Thank you. And as I walked out, a young lady came from the back of the store of this Neptune Society dog shit organization. And she goes, uh, you're, you're, you're that Arnie, right? And I said, yeah, I'm that Arnie. And she goes, first of all, I, I, I want to say so sorry. I, I'm in sales, so I have nothing to do with this. I, I just, and I go, okay, well, you're going to need to give me your, you know, district managers. And she was very, very helpful. She goes, I just want to tell you that you saved my life. And I said, well, how's that? She goes, it was so brave of you to come out and talk about your suicide attempt. It wasn't brave. It's what I owed my listeners. I wasn't doing it to be brave. I was doing it to be honest. That's where I was for three weeks or a month that I was off. And she goes, I'm going through a lot of that right now, and I know that I can think back and think, you made it through, I can make it through. And I was like, yeah, you're absolutely right. I said, look, just do these things. I said, when you're having one of those days, when you're, when you're in the middle of it, do something that you want to do. 
and and I always say go ride go karts, go do go do whatever is going to make you happy. If that's sitting and and reading, then go sit and read. Do something that makes only you happy. Fuck the rest of the family. It's about your mental health. Go do something that makes you happy, or you sleep. Having having depression, having being clinically diagnosed depressed, when you get through one of those fucking moments, you feel like you've been carrying the weight of Jupiter on your shoulders. And you're tired. Go lay down. Go to sleep. And she gave me a big hug and said thank you and walked away. doesn't matter where you are. You can always help somebody. doesn't matter what kind of fucking mood you're in. You can help somebody. I was in such a bad mood, and I could have told that gal to go fuck herself. But, you know, that's not me. So there you go. Lynn, you got to figure out what kind of person you are, though. And you can be, Lynn, Lynn, and when I say that, I'm not trying to be flip, and I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm being honest with you. You can be whatever the kind of person you want to be. I ain't going to judge you. You're being you, and good on you for that. So thank you for the letter. I hope that helps. Uh, all right, next one here. Let's see. Oh, they're good letter. I mean, oh, they're always good letters, but shit. Hey, Listen up, it's time for mail call! Not bucket. It's time for mail call! Okay, now what the fuck do you want? Arnie, I know you've talked about how rock music is dead. Country has been dead for a long time. Movies are bad and wrestling sucks too. Fuck, man, don't rub it all in. Jesus, wait, I don't even know why I wake up in the morning. Is there anything that the powers can be to could steal from you. I mean, you've been saying this for years, and finally I'm starting to come around. Thanks for the great show, my friend, and see you in September. That's from Isaac. Well, hey, Isaac, pointing right back at you. Oh, I can fix it. Look, 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 look. Something happened last night. I don't know if I'm going to get to that. I'll, I'll try to get to that story. But I'll just do it right here. You know, at the Washington Nationals game, this is how I know that we have really jumped the shark as a woke society. The Washington Nationals baseball game on the 4th of July, the, the great American pastime. You remember that? How do I have this written down? Uh, no. No, that's not one. Ah, there it is. Ah, there we go. The the Nationals cancel Freedom Fireworks on the 4th of July because of the city's noise curfew. So, now, let, let me get this straight. The city of Washington, D.C., or wherever it's around there, has a curfew on noise at night, meaning that the the fireworks were too late to go off, the Nationals couldn't shoot them off, on the 4th of July. Now, when, when gun battles break out in downtown D.C., 
do they serve the people also with a complaint of noise? Okay, you're booked on attempted murder, discharge of a weapon in city ordinance, oh, and breaking the sound curfew. We have jumped the world, the shark as the world. You're not going to allow fireworks at a baseball game because of the noise curfew. What happens if it goes another four innings? Do you tell the crowd not to cheer? That's got to be the gayest, lamest excuse I've ever heard. And, and they pretty much have it just a sign. Tonight's Freedom Fireworks presented by Budweiser have been canceled due to the city's noise curfew. We sorry for the inconvenience. Sorry, folks. No fireworks. Moose outside should have told you. <laughs> what the shit is happening to our country? Oh, man. Let freedom ring. Actually, you could just pull that rigor on silent. It's a bit too much. Yeah. No shit. But back to the email of what can I do? What can they steal from me? They don't need to steal anything from me. They need this is what needs to happen. Especially in music and all this kind of stuff. Everybody needs to stop worried about being canceled. Everybody needs to stop. Well, first, we got to stop canceling people. But everybody's got to stop worrying about it and just be the artist that you're going to be. Be the comedian that you're going to be. Tell the jokes that you're going to tell. Do the artwork that you're going to do. Don't worry about what the others are going to try to do to you because I know I keep saying it. Eventually, somebody's going to have to go, okay, enough. I mean, we, we call math racist. We, we cancel stuff all because it's stupid, and then we don't cancel other stuff. Joy Behar makes a terrible gay joke when a gay player comes out in the NFL. Nothing happens to her. Kevin Hart makes a gay joke 15 years ago, and he is fucking pretty much eviscerated. Freedom's ringing for somebody. It just don't seem like it's the right people. As far as wrestling goes, uh, I, I I would love to clean it. If you were to put me in charge of wrestling for a day, I'm just telling you right now, I would have it fixed. First thing, bringing blood back. Yeah, you got to be able to bleed in matches. Come on. Come on. Like, your fans aren't stupid. Your fans know, wrestling fans know wrestling. You can't wrestle in a steel cage match without blood. This no bleed fucking rule is just stupid. You got to build up these characters. You can't do another attitude era. You can't have another stone cold, but you can you can make these guys. This is what wrestling does. Goes through cycles. Right now it's at a horrible cycle. I think I saw the numbers the, the people that turned me down, AEW, by the way, 
They had 69,000 people watch their 30, Thursday night show on, on a major cable network, on TNT. 69,000 people watch. That's in the world. It's not 69,000 people in California. 69,000 people in the world watch it, and they turn me down for credit. See, this is, what, this is where entertainment needs to understand. Your product right now is really, really crappy, and you need people to talk about your product and not in the crappy way. I looked at ticket prices for the AEW. I was like, fuck you in your ear. Then, then I went to the city of Garland. And you got to pay to park on that parking lot? Fuck you, city of Garland. I ain't going out there. Assholes trying to get $20 to park in your little shitty lot that's open all the time. I go park at the fucking Hilton down the way and just come there. How about that? Assholes. But hey, you don't want me there to talk about it? I'll, I'll talk about it. I mean, I put up a video. It was so great. I put this video up on TikTok, and a lot of people didn't get it. You never, ever mention your competition's name, ever. And at the end of the show, they were signing off this live broadcast. And instead of saying, hey, if you haven't seen this pay-per-view, uh, this is one of the one and only, and he should have said AEW pay-per-views that you don't want to miss. But Jim Ross says, this is the one WWE pro that you don't want to miss. Totally fucking botched it. Oh, poor old JR. I'd fix wrestling that way. I'd put people that are that are, are from the wrestling business in it. I could fix radio, too. Put radio people in charge. Radio people are creative. Um, even sales radio people. Not this current crop of shit that you got in there now. By the way, I, I don't know the person. I have no I have nothing. No judgments, nothing. I saw a new personality at 98 Rock. Is this the person that's replacing Pat? If this is the person that's replacing Pat, then I I I really, really do hate our world. I really do hate our world. Pat now is on mornings on the Eagle, and God bless him. He's on right now. Love you, Pat. You're still my hero. I'm going to kick your ass, but hey, you, you, would, you would say that you're going to kick my ass. That's fine. That's why I love him so much. Uh, so I fix radio that way. Put radio people back in charge of radio. Baseball I fix. Easy. Just call the strike zone where it is. I, I fixed everything. Oh, Hollywood? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm firing everyone in charge of Hollywood. Everybody who's in Hollywood, you're all fired. And we're going to hire nothing but people who have talent. That's who we're going to hire. Talented people. Because I'm tired of reboots. I'm tired of all that kind of bullshit. Let's get some new ideas out there. So there you go. I have fixed everything. And I'm not even the president. I'm, I'm just the fix-it guy. That's what I do. Next one. Suck in your gut. It's time for mail call. All right, scumbag, pay attention. It's time for mail call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? Arnie, what is the most afraid you've ever been? 
You sound like not a lot scares you, but everyone gets scared at stuff. And I'm not just talking about sharks in the ocean. Just wondering, I like to know what makes people tick from Heather. Scares me. Stores that don't carry Dr. Pepper. I can't trust a store that don't have Dr. Pepper in it. Uh, oh, look, I don't like spiders. I don't like anything like that. I'll kill that shit. Shark would make me shit myself. Terrified of shark. See, I don't put myself in those situations. Scaredest I've ever been. Wasn't scared then. Uh, scare, okay, I'll tell you the scaredest I've ever been. Let's see. Six. April 6th is my sobriety birthday. It, it, it was the last drink I had was on the 6th. So the 7th was a Monday. I know exactly when and where my scaredest I ever was. 8.37, we'll say. It's right around that time. 8.37, Monday. April the 8th, 1997. The show was going good. I was, on, I was on the air. This is the day after I was re- released from jail, my DUI. I remember we are doing the show. The show was going great. And back then, we didn't have the ability to take live phone calls. All of our calls were taped. We had a reel-to-reel machine. By the way, this gal at RCA, like at that shit tour I told you guys not to go to, Studio B, she made it like it was a big deal to splice tape. It's the first thing I learned how to do, lady. Radio was splice tape. Fuck me. I know people that were splicing tapes on fucking mixtapes a long time ago. Not that hard. So uh, we would take all the phone calls on tape, and we, we would take them when, when the songs were playing. We could turn down the music and make it sound like we're talking to these people on the phone, which we actually were. And a phone call came in saying, uh, and I, I was doing good that day. I was, you know, I, I had a meeting after the show. I was nervous about it. Not real, real nervous, but nervous enough. And then that's when the scared part hit. She goes, hey, are you guys going to address why Arnie was in the Washoe County Jail this weekend? And, I mean, my heart just went. (laughs) And that's when I got scared because I knew I had a meeting after the show. I was terrified because I found something that I knew I could do for the rest of my life. And here I am about to throw away this gigantic opportunity. And I had to sit down in this meeting. And I had, I, I didn't, I, I honestly, I wasn't at peace with being fired. I knew it could happen, but I wasn't at peace with it. I was scared to death. And I didn't get fired. 
I had to keep on. I, I had to do whatever the courts told me to do, and I did it. And I, I've done, I've remained sober ever since then. And haven't had a drink 24 years. I'm very proud of that. But that was, a, to answer your question, Heather, that was the scaredest I've ever been. I didn't like being in the Sears Tower, like I the, or whatever, the Wilkes Tower in Chicago, Sears Tower. And they have this little plexiglass room, and it's all clear, and you can see down the street. And I, I, I took a picture in there, and I stood in there. Didn't really like that feeling. A little, little, little apprehensive there. So, yeah, there you go. That, that's as scared as I've ever been. Good question. Never been asked that one before. Uh, all right. Listen up, it's time for mail call. Not bucket. It's time for mail call. What the fuck do you want? Arnie, so I know that you used to live in a house with a pool. We're thinking about getting a pool put in our backyard like my brother has. I was just wondering if you could give me the ups and downs to owning a pool. Is it worth it? Michael. Michael. Are you stupid? Your answer is in your own letter. Your brother has a pool? Does your brother live near you? If your brother has a pool, that means, my friend, you have a pool. It's like if your brother has a boat, then why do you need to buy a boat? It's like being an aunt or an uncle. Oh, it's great to have the kids around, but you can give them the fuck back. A pool is, uh, it, let me, uh, it depends on where you want to live, Michael, if you got to put up all these kind of fucking locks and gates and shit to, to protect your pool because it, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I, I, I don't understand our country. If a kid trespasses in your backyard and drowns in your pool, you're responsible. Uh, so does that mean that when an illegal alien kills my wife, the government is going to take responsibility for that? Because it's the same damn thing. Somebody is in my yard illegally. And then they jump in my pool, even more trespassing. Now they've broken an entry, especially if I have to have one of them goddamn gates up around. And then they jumped in my pool. And they drowned. And I'm responsible for that? No. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. I believe that's the state law in California. So uh, is a pool worth it? Well, all that extra insurance. You can't have a diving board anymore. So that sucks. There's nothing worse than that. Man, when you were a kid, see, kids of today, you don't know how good we had it. Oh, come on, Gen Xers, let's all gather around the coffee pot, shall we? Let's remember how good we had it. Two words, 
diving boards. Oh, those things were awesome. That made the pool awesome, were diving boards. You know who didn't like diving boards? Girls. Girls didn't like the diving boards because they got their hair wet. Oh, I got to jump all the way out. I don't want to jump all the way out. I just want to relax in a pool. They say it's insurance. I say bullshit. I say this right now. It's a, it has nothing to do with, with, with insurance. <laughs> Mm-mm. Nope. That do it. It's it's like the rule changes in the NFL. They did them for the ladies. They got rid of diving boards. Why? Because men who were boys loved diving boards. We can't have anything we had anymore. MJ says if a black guy drowns in my pool, is a hate crime. Everyone knows it can. <laughs> That's terrible. I thought they don't like boards because they got them titties. Hey, it might be that. But look, being a lifeguard at a water park for four years, once girls start to develop, they lose all that fun side, all that tomboy side to them. Once they start wearing bikinis and stuff, they don't ride the rides. They don't do any of that. They're hanging out. They got more makeup on than a fucking Maybelline counter. I like the high dives at public pools, but you never wanted to belly flop. Oh, belly. You didn't want to belly flop on a regular fucking one either. Someone who has a quite a big belly hates the belly flops. I would never do those contests either. That shit hurts. But yeah, diving boards, kids. So it was it was a long board that you put deep into the pool. Had a spring in there where you jumped on it, it went down, and then shut you up in the air. And you could do all kinds of stuff. You could do a dive. You could do a fucking can opener, a cannonball, preacher seat, dead frog, all which induced gigantic splashes. It's fantastic. Right? And people got away from it. Now, boys still wanted to jump in and do those things because those were still fucking awesome things to do. But now you had to do it from the hard cement. So, Michael, let me just say this right now. The ups and downs own and pool. There are no ups and downs anymore because they got rid of diving boards. Uh, owning a pool is a lot of work. Chemicals, you got to keep it clean. If you got pets, you definitely got to put up one of them damn fences. Now you got to have to... Have a super security fence to even get into your damn pool. No. I, I Let me just come out and say, no, it's not worth it. Especially if your brother's got a pool. Let him do all that shit. Pool ain't worth it. If we could have a diamond board, 100% worth it. I would put up, I would gladly put up with all the bullshit if my pool could have a diving board. And not one of them shitty-ass diving rocks. Don't give me that shit. Oh, I got diving rocks. That ain't a, that's, it's, it's a rock that's flat. That's bullshit. 
Blame feminism for getting women in the workplace. A man would have never gotten rid of diving boards. <laughs> I think I blamed women enough already today. <laughs> By the way, it's jokes, people. It's all jokes. Don't don't start getting your picket signs ready just yet. I've said a lot worse shit, and I plan on saying even more crude shit in the future. And that's why you guys love me. Uh, all right, next mail. Let's see. Um, only got a couple more. Suck in your gut. It's time for mail call. All right, scumbag, pay attention. It's time for mail call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? So I know you used to... Li- oh, I already read that one. Shit, second time I've done that. Okay, this is the last one. All right. Dude, the death matches have been so fire lately. This is a young person. Fire is the new cool. Uh, I really hope you keep doing this. Is it true some guy called you out on just doing death matches now on your show? Is that some kind of idiot? You do so much more on this show. I just want to say it's the best $3 I spend every month, Henry. Thank you, Henry. I was called out <laughs> on a Instagram video. I think that's where it was. Guy wrote me there. It was on Instagram he wrote me. And, and look, I answered him. I was very polite with my answer. He goes, I used to listen to you, but all you do now is the death match. Well, we haven't done death match yet today, have we? No. By the way, uh, that letter I got from Dave Coe earlier, that's the reason why I do death match. Because I know a lot of people feel the way that Dave Coe feels about it. It's a great way to escape. This show is meant to be an escape. My job is to entertain you on your way to work, or on your way home. That's my job. And yes, sometimes I try to bring in the news and bring news stories to that, but I try to make that as entertaining as possible as well. Okay? Death matches are just there for mind-numbing humor. That's all it is. You can sit back and enjoy that. It's not going anywhere. I'll tell you that right now. Unless everybody were to write me right now, yes, I'm tired of it, done with it, sick of it, no, don't do it anymore. I don't see those letters coming in. And these are more, this letter I have coming in, keep it up, obviously. Eric says, amen, and I thank you for that, brother. Well, it's my job. I appreciate it. It's my job. I love it. I found what I love to do in life. I've never worked a day in my life. Minus the time I was on with dog shit and jerk off. I'm sure they're not working today because they're probably big stars. Uh, If they are working, well, then they can't steal this yet because they're still on the air. Dog shit and jerk off are the only time I I did work. Anytime on the air, I'll, I'll tell you guys this. Being on the air with those two was not fun. It, it, it wasn't a blast. It was work. And then I got to start doing my sports show, and I realized, hey, I'm not too bad by myself. And that's why I started doing this show. Because I was terrified. I, I, I always had a partner. I always had somebody to bang shit off of. And believe me, that's why I love when Tommy comes in or whenever I have a guest, because I can bang shit off him then. Then it can be more of a free-flowing show, which is what I want. Ooh, sex symbols and porn stars. Uh, 
have to go all chick female porn stars. Maybe one guy in there. Uh, oh, man. I like that idea. Sex symbols and porn stars. Okay. Hold on. Let me, let me I got to write it down. Otherwise. I could do two of each. I mean, but that, that means I know way too many. I, I do one category, one one quadrant of male porn stars. Okay, there we go. That way we get one on Mount Rushmore. Okay. I like that idea. I like that one a lot. Maybe that'll be next Monday's. That'll be, that'll be what to tune into for Monday. I like that idea. Adam J., great idea. Ogre! Buenos dias, amigo. Buddy, I, you're going to have to download the first couple hours. You missed the hell of a fucking start to the show, the story from Tennessee. We just got done with mail. Uh, now we know you're a true professional because you sure made it seem like you were having fun amazing. Sorry to only check in for a few minutes. My back decided to get all sore the day before surgery. Oh, man. So you got surgery tomorrow? Hey, good vibes going out to Ogre, everybody. Please send him good vibes. He's got back surgery tomorrow. It's going to be on the shelf for a while. Uh, so uh, know that we're thinking about you and sending you great vibes, my friend. Good dude there. Good, good dude there. All right. So since he's on for a little bit here, let's let, let go ahead. I'll be doped up for a few days, so I might not be able to listen again until next week on my iPod, laying my ass, doing nothing for a month. Well, I'm the perfect place to listen and do nothing to. Nobody does nothing better than me. Uh, all right, let's see. Uh, okay, I can get rid of, uh, okay, this story I did. This one right here. No fireworks in D.C. Yeah, I got rid of that. Got rid of that right there. Okay. Uh, okay, we got to talk about this, I guess. There's a couple fucking hilarious. Well, I'll start with this one before the 4th of July. Uh, this story is, is so funny. Because protesters are showing up at that spa where the transitioner or the, the transsexual wiggled, allegedly wiggled their penis at a young child at the spa. And they kicked him out, and so people were upset. And so you have it, it, and it's so funny because the battle now is so like, so inside baseball because you have transgenders that are saying, they should have kicked him out because, no, we don't want to be represented like that. And then you have groups of people saying, no, we're transgenders. We should be able to do what we want. So it's like transgenders versus transgenders. In this battle, this protest where, where people are getting beaten up on Wilshire Boulevard. This is downtown Los Angeles. Now, there are reports that Antifa was down there clashing with them. I don't know if that's necessarily 100% true. That was a story that was sent to me. And I was like, well, why is Antifa there? I think it was just a right-wing pundit, but there was actual confrontation of protestings, of protesters going on at this whatever the hell this is. I, I don't even know. Anytime an adult shows their goodies to a child that isn't theirs, even if it is theirs, it's kind of strange. It's weird. Maybe they're teaching them. It's an anatomy moment. 
But if the child ain't yours, they don't need to see the twig and berries or the bat cave. They don't, okay? They just don't. That's what they, they, they shouldn't be focusing on the fact that it was a transgender that did it. I don't give a fuck. But what nobody is paying attention to is that somebody wiggled their goods at a kid. That's the story. You kick that person out if they happen to be of trans. Well, then they were in the right locker room, I guess. Be happy about that. But kick them out because they wiggled their goods at a kid. Plain and simple. Nobody has the right to do that. Nobody. Well, they have the right to be in there. Yeah, they have the right to be in there, but not to wiggle their shit in the kid's face. God damn. I, I swear, this country, we fight over the dumbest shit. I mean, I settled that whole argument with that. Not unless there was a sock puppet at the end of that dick. Was his hands free of wiggle? Or hand, I, I'm just trying to paint the picture. I, 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 don't, I don't recall what the exact wiggling moment was, but I know it was an adult. And their no-no area, their bathing suit area, was exposed to a child. I don't want to say any, I, I won't say threatening, in an intimidating manner. It don't matter. It, it don't matter if you're a boy or a girl. I, I don't give a shit. Shouldn't do that with a kid. That's what everybody missed. If the kid's allowed to be there, then okay. if the kid ain't allowed to be there, it still shouldn't happen. And yes, that person should be questioned and talked to. The kid shouldn't be, but if the kid's allowed to be there, can't be doing that stuff. People are protesting that. Jesus, we are so dumb. God, other countries make so much fun of us. It's sad. It is so sad that this is what we fight over. People in, in, in other countries are fighting over this fucking whatever strain now and, and fucking hike of cost everywhere. People are dying in the streets everywhere. And we're arguing over the fact that a pedophile, I don't know if he's a male or a female because there are female pedophiles out there. Hello, every one of these school teachers. Yes, we make a joke about it, but it's still true. They are pedophiles. And now we're defending pedophiles. And I didn't say that all trans people are pedophiles. No. The one in question, though, is or seems to be. If it was a black guy and he did that, I would say he's a pedophile. Now, that doesn't mean all black men are pedophiles. So why does it mean then all trans are pedophiles? 
it, it, it's it's really really stupid. It is really stupid. We are so dumb. Shit we and the shit we don't get mad over. In two cities, nearly a hundred people were shot over the Fourth of July weekend. Twenty-six people were shot in New York City. New York Not City. Not appropriate there. That means the other seventy-four people were shot were shot in Chicago. There's a big shooting here in Dallas. By the way, where are the groups calling for guns to be dismantled over this? They're not out there. They're not out there. Nobody's saying, oh, you got you to take those uh, AK or... AR-15's off the market. Nobody's saying that. Nobody's saying anything. Most of these are inner city shootings. Most of them, not all of them. Saw a story uh, about a kid that was shot in Chicago who was riding a bus. Stray bullet hit him in the back of the neck, killed him instantly. I think the kid was from Northern California. He had nothing to do with anything. He was on a bus going the opposite direction. He got killed. Is he ever going to get justice? The answer is no. I'm certain these were all Republican-controlled cities, though. Weird thing is, no, they aren't. They aren't. And and, and look, this is what I'm going to break it down to here. I, I, I appreciate what you're saying, straight fire. I'm not even going to make this a, a political left versus right thing because it's bigger than that. we got to start seeing the bigger pictures. The bigger picture is it's all a scam. We've known that Black Lives Matter has been a scam since day one, and this weekend alone proves it. I don't know how many of the people are. I don't have the numbers. They didn't break it down. But I will say that a number of these people and a number of these crimes were, uh, as they like to say, black-on-black crime. We have black-on-black crime. Nobody ever talks about gun control. If we have black-on-white crime, nobody talks gun control. But once whitey gets involved and it's white-on-white crime or it's white-on-black crime, well, we got to take away those guns. So you want to take guns away from legal gun owners. Because I'm going to venture out onto a limb limb here and say of these 100 shootings, 99 were done by guns that are not in the system to the right person right now. I won't say all of them. I'll say 99. I'll, I'll go one by 98. 98% 98% of those guns are what we would refer to as illegal guns. Mm-hmm. 
well, well, how'd they get them? They had to buy them somehow. Not necessarily. They could have stolen them. Somebody could have legally bought them. They're legal to own. You have the right to own them in this country. But maybe you didn't buy them from a reputable source. Maybe you bought them from some guy off the street. Those two guns were used in self-defense. Well, it's funny. You bring up self-defense. You can't even claim that anymore. Look at those two prominent lawyers from St. Louis. When the horrible crowd busted through their private gated neighborhood and then into their guided yard. Gated yard. So they are trespassing twice. It's two times the trespassing charges. And these people sat on their front porch with guns. I'll tell you this right now. If I have a gun in my... I learned something a long, long time ago that my dad said. He said, don't be willing to shoot a gun unless you're willing to kill something. Maybe you're practicing shooting skeet or shooting targets. But maybe something is behind it. Bird, I don't know, armadillo, whatever. You shoot and kill it. You have to be prepared. Every time you put a gun in your hand, you have to know that someone could die at the end of this. And by the way, if I'm out there, if I'm one of those two lawyers and I'm armed, I'm ready to use it, which means I'm aiming at those people that are coming up to my house illegally, trespassing. Some of those people were actually armed as well. And what happened? Those two were tried to make an example out of by the Attorney General of Missouri, who was obviously a piece of dog shit. And they had to turn over their guns. These are legal gun owners. We're standing their ground, standing for their house. They still took their guns. I killed the shit out of some paper yesterday with my AR. These people had their guns taken from them. Protesters didn't. How's that? These protesters had more rights at these people's house than they did. That's the world that we live in now, people. You could be sitting at your house minding your own business and people who don't like you or hate you for living in a gated community can now come onto your property armed and you can't do anything about it because obviously they have more rights than you do. Someone around the corner from me caught a 22-foot that was shot in the air on the 4th of July. Yeah? Hey. Those bullets come down, people. What goes up has to come down. It must come down. It ain't staying up there forever. Mm-mm-mm. But go ahead. Go ahead and keep electing these people that are willing to take your constitutional right away from you of bearing guns or owning guns. Let them take it away from you. 
and then see what happens. What's the raise? Fuck around and find out. We'll fuck around, and then we're going to find out. I, I just, so maddening, so maddening to, to to hear these politicians and things talk and, and go on and on and on about the, the shit that they spur about the rest of the world. The rest of the world, and, and look, you want to call me a xenophobic? That's fine. I, I don't care. I, I'm past all that. Richard, I uh, remember the Arab Spring in North Africa about 10 years ago. I kid you not, there was a skyrocketing amount of doctors removing bullets from shoulders and torsos due to this profound number of morons firing their guns in the air as celebration. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. The world, of the, the rest of the world is a fucking cesspool. I don't want to be like the rest of the world. I don't. I just don't. That's what makes us great is because we have these freedoms. Look at what they're fighting for up in Canada right now. Canada. Canada, people. The government can now control what you can and can't post on social media. You don't think they're going to run with that? Because that's the thing with these people. They go from being rich to then having power, and they find that having the power, now they need the money to have said power. But that power is more expensive than the money. It's more valuable than the money. Canada is is fighting for a place in the Olympic basketball and in the Stanley Cup, yeah. And that's the country just north. Now, it won't happen here because we know what freedom of speech is. Once you start restricting that on social media, then people won't use social media. Oh, the the soccer moms of the world will still use it. They won't care. But anybody who has anything really to say, they're going to say it there because they don't want to get shut down by the government. See, and, and all these things that we have is what makes us so amazing. Not to mention that proud American, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, please rise. For the one and only Joey Chestnut who not only kept the belt of the nation's top hot dog eater in America, but he broke his own world record. He ate 76 hot dogs in 12 minutes. I'm sorry, in 10 minutes. Guaranteed freedoms are pesky. 
and that's why there's so many governments write constitutions without them. Concepts are left to judges and religious figures with arbitrary decision. It removes the very idea of freedom and participation. It also takes away differences in opinion. That's why so many fucking morons in this country are are against our guaranteed rights. Uh, they get in the way. Too fucking bad. Yes, yes they do. So 76 hot dogs in 10 minutes. He consumed 22,800 calories. Total calories from fat, 1,368. Carbs, 1,824. And protein, 836. Which he promptly threw up as soon as he possibly could. All you got to do, look, if you don't believe me that Joey Chestnut fucking regurgitates, and a lot of these people regurgitate, look at Joey Chestnut's teeth. All you got to do. Joey Chestnut, who has won this thing, he's he's become a millionaire off this, and good for him. He found his niche, eating hot dogs. Uh he made a lot of money. You you would think that, and when he does retire, I bet you the first thing he does is fixes them chompers, because getting that all that acid on there and 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 all the stomach stretching that he does. I tell you what, when he retires, I I, I hope he does like you know he he does like fantasy camps or something. Because I the one I want to do is I'd want to go to a buffet with him, just to scare the shit out of the buffet owner. You got a fat guy and Joey Chestnut coming in here. This is where we get our money back. God bless you, Joey Chestnut. You, my friend, are a fine American. Unlike this next piece of fucking giant garbage. Guess who came back out yesterday? I guess he saw his shadow. Oh, America's favorite ground rat, Anthony Fauci. Who said the Americans should go that extra step and wear masks when traveling to parts of the country with low vaccination rates. If you're fully vaccinated, go that extra step. Why am I going that extra step? Can, can we just say that right now, can, can we call the, the Delta strain a flop here in America? You're not seeing record numbers yet. Are, are you guys waiting? You guys trying to pan this out? Because God knows you're not a fucking scientist. In Nashville this weekend, uh, the masks were optional in places. I saw a few people wearing masks. But like uh, Grand Ole Opry, nobody had masks on there. Nobody had one on the Country Music Hall of Fame. I didn't see any masks there. You saw them out on the streets every once in a while, but you really didn't see anybody wearing masks. Thank God. I am so sick of the masks. I don't understand this. Why do fully vaccinated people do it? Well, you can still get that strain. Even if I'm wearing a mask, I can get a strain. So why am I wearing a mask? Because remember, 90% of people that got COVID wore a mask every day. (laughs) 
But there's another variety. There's another strain. There's a Delta. Was this one the Omega? By the way, this is the same asshole who said masks won't do anything for you. Then he said to wear masks. Then he said no masks. Then he said, yes, wear a mask. If possible, maybe wear two. Which that had to be the most ridiculous thing he said this whole time. To wear two masks. It's the Lobata strain. It's the forbidden. It's the forbidden strain. God damn it. I hate this guy so much. Why can't he just get canceled? Jesus. Hate him. Hate Fauci. Something CNN, I clicked X to close the stupidity for my life. Yeah, it, it, that's good. That That is very, very good. Uh, let's see. Okay, I can delete all them. All right, finally, I can delete all this shit. Uh huh. Yep. Okay. Um, let's see. Save that one. Did you hear about the the catch a predator guy? Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. I gotta find him now. Shit. I should have. I should have looked for this earlier. What are you doing here today? Chris Hansen. Chris Hansen had a warrant out for his arrest. Turned himself in. Um, He ignored involving a police sting operation conducted in October of last year, which he was called uh, to testify. He took to Instagram on late Thursday to explain the legal uh, problem and the result of misinformation about the hearing. So Chris Chris Hansen's been getting in trouble ever since that show left the air. Didn't he milk a bunch of people out of money for, like, they wanted to reboot the show on YouTube? The masks were established as reducing transmission going out, not coming in. People who are vaccinated have been shown to have almost no chance of hospitalization or death, even to Delta. So there's really not much reason to wear a mask anymore if you're vaccinated. My kids still do in places requiring it, but my son was so happy to tear that motherfucker off his face at Target last week. Oh, it does feel good. It feels good not to have that mask on all the fucking time. Plenty of assholes driving on the road with it, though. Only one in the car still got a mask on. The shit is wrong with you people. God almighty. Do you wear a life jacket when you go out, too? Not not on a boat. Like, when you, like if you're going for a jog, do you put on a life jacket just in case? Friday night, we went out to the rodeo and saw five retarded folks walking around with masks on. I wanted to hit every one of them with a bat. You're outside. I know. I Hey, Sora's dad, I know. Most of the mask people are wearing, though, they say they're not to be used for virus transmission prevention. Yeah, it says it right on the box. All right. Got the Chris Hansen thing out the way now. Good. Um, let's see. Got that. Got that. <sighs> Which one do I want to do? All right, here we go. One of my friends is an ER doc. He had a 40-year-old woman die within 18 hours of diagnosis simply because she didn't want the vaccine. Population control, in my opinion. Hey, 
people who want the vaccine ain't got to get it. If she wants to die, she wants to die. I Look, I, I'm at a point now where I just, look, man, I'm so happy to be doing shit again, going places. I Look, look, I will say this, though. With what L.A. did last week, it scared me. It did scare me because they're 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 wanting people to require masks again. Masks again. And I, I no. I, I I don't want it to be that way. I, I our freedoms have been taken from us long enough. Look, we play I played by your fucking rules. Saw a man yesterday. Uh, it was near hundred degrees. He was driving an older sixties Toyota Land Cruiser. Had all the windows up, long sleeve shirt with a 3M mask. I started <laughs> breathing just looking at him. I instinctively turned up the AC, could not believe he was in the car by himself with a mask on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, th- th- this guy, th- look, look. This guy just did not believe that marriage was not for him. His name is Paul Wynn. He's 57. Of North Ayrshire, Scotland. He's been with his, his partner, his gal, his last, for the last 21 years. Now, this is, this is a very sad story. But, man, oh, man, it's just, God damn, you see these stories and you're like, writing was on the wall. Uh, he, he decided... About a week before the wedding, he was told that his cancer had spread. Oh, he has cancer, by the way. Did, did I not mention that? Okay, yeah. Uh, he, he has cancer. It spread from his pancreas, and it would be everywhere in six weeks, and he has about two months left to live. The couple got engaged back in 2019, but they, they've been holding off on <laughs> Getting married. Obviously, he couldn't do it in 2020 because of the whole COVID thing. So this guy who has cancer, who made it through COVID, going to get married on July 16th. But as Allison was walking down the aisle, by the way, with their son, their son was walking mom down the aisle. She could see that Paul was slumped over in his wheelchair. By the time she got to him, called his name a couple times, he didn't turn around, and she knew something was wrong. Yep, yep. Um, uh, they actually have five children together. Um, yeah, he 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 died. He, he died. Uh, they tried to revive him with CPR and defibrillator. That doesn't help with cancer. Boy, wouldn't that be something if it did? If a defibrillator fixed cancer. And we hadn't been using it this whole time. Quick, get the defibrillator on. Mm, no. 
sad, but not just that God, uh, that's God tech talking to you. All the way down to Oops Bride, forgot the flowers at home. Hold on, wedding off for another 20 minutes. Fuck, if she just walked down the aisle when she was supposed to. That's not in the story. That is not in the story that she forgot the flowers. Oh. Oh, my God. That Oh, they left that out of this story. If he does uh, before we get married, I get nothing. Quick, wake him up if he doesn't. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's even better. Oh, it was the story I read. She was ready and sent someone home to get her flowers. Holy shit. Oh, Andrew says, well, I guess you could call that ceremony was killer. Hey, now. <laughs> and by the way, by the way, she's free to part now. Death done done that. (laughs) I mean, if you're like terminally ill and the preacher says, till death do you part, does the other partner go what, like four or five weeks? Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Wait, 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 wait. wait, I got a bunch of questions here. Got a bunch of questions here. Because, you, you know, I'm inquisitive. What, what, what about the reception? Is the reception off? Is it more of a, a wake? Alyssa Milano trashes America on Independence Day. Uh, denigrate the United States. Hold on a second here. What'd she do? No, I don't want any of that. Let's see. I want. To, I just want to read the story. Various figures in the media run decide to denigrate the U.S. on its birthday, posting a tweet of herself smiling while wearing a blouse emblazoned with stars and stripes. A reminder, the United States was founded on unjust treatment of Native Americans, Africans, and other people of color. Her presentation was adorned with the... Re- <laughs> Fucking idiot. By the way, by the way, uh, great book out there to read, The Forgotten Slaves. Check that one out. See what they have to say about the Irish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the attendees. No one noticed he was slumped and dead. A wedding full of gins all peeing and looking for the cake, not focused on the wedding at all. I'm just telling you right now, so so the reception is still on, right? I mean, we got a big old thing of haggis back there. We're in Scotland, for Christ's sake. You know they're going to have haggis. And if I'm in Scotland, I probably like haggis, so I'm like, hey, oh, that's great. Let's get some haggis. It's, it's the only Scottish accent I can do. It's great. I mean, you can turn it into a wake real quick. Just you got one less. The difference between an Irish wake and an Irish funeral: one less drunk. That's the old joke. God damn it! Uh, uh, It's pretty sad that loving America has become a partisan issue, and more of it's just the GOP that will openly love America. 
Uh, Jen says, well, if I'm, in, if I'm there, then the cake is in proximity, reception on. Oh, you're damn right. Because wedding cake is fucking delicious. You, y'all can have the Chilean sea bass and the scallop potatoes. You just let, you let me know when that big old white cake is getting cut because that shit is good. Now, getting back to this, uh, this Alyssa Milano story and this, this unfair, unjust treatment of Native Americans. Did we treat the Native Americans horribly? Absolutely we did. They, have they been the only people who have been treated horribly ever in the history of time? The answer is no. And, and a lot of people say, well, it, it continues with them. It continues with everybody who's ever been fucking held down, oppressed. Jews aren't still tried to be oppressed upon. They don't let it happen, though. The Native Americans, yes, they were gutted, they were killed, but don't you think Jews were that way after building the pyramids and then losing six to eight million people during World War II? Yet they don't seem to be too fucking oppressed. Now, look. The United States government fucked them over. It's what happens when there's a war. Not really a war, it's we're taking over this land. Because, once again, that's the way things were done. It wasn't right and it wasn't wrong. It's the way things were done then. We don't do them that way now. By the way, the way things were done 100 years before that were done in a completely different way as well. And to cancel America for what it did to the Native Americans and the slaves, throw in the Irish slaves in there. And if you don't want to, then you can't throw in slaves, okay? So if you want to keep this about the Native Americans... Then let's let's sit, sit down. In America's defense, it was Europeans who gave Native Americans all the diseases. America fucked them over and broke treaties and forced relocations, but we didn't spread disease. Didn't spread disease, but we did fuck them over. I mean, we gave them shitty land everywhere. Look, I I, I agree with you that, but the problem is, is that and and some of them have risen up. Sure, at the help of casino, I don't give a fuck what it's the help at. You can make it out of there. Uh, but Arnie, all civilizations didn't oppress other people before America. We started that shit. There was never any slaves before 1619. No, not ever. It was aliens that built those pyramids in Egypt. Do we treat them horribly now or in the beginning? I mean, I think an attempt at reparations was made. Land was given back at least when we, I could suppose. Uh, and they get casinos. Don't doesn't a true Indian descendant get a check for being an Indian each month? I'm not saying it covers the wrongs of the way way back days, but seriously, the Indians born today are they suppressed? Are they still? Are we still fucking? If you're if you're born on a reservation, yeah, you're being suppressed. Look, reservations are fucking awful. They're awful. If you ain't got a casino there and in Something to pay for the nice stuff? If it's just a reservation, no, it ain't going to be that good. And, yeah, those people are – and that was wrong of us to do that. 
not to be a dick, but Irish slaves weren't considered uh, chattel property. You couldn't just kill an Irishman, but you could rape and dismember a slave if you felt like it. Yeah, the Irish were treated like utter shit, but nowhere close to how Africans were treated. Check out that book, Ogre. Just, just, just check it out. I'm not saying that they were. I'm just saying they are a part of it. I'm not trying to say anybody had it worse than anybody because everybody's had it bad at some point. That's the whole point of this whole thing. Who said it? Uh, who said it down here? Uh, civilization, that's all civilization, civilizations have ever done is oppress those that weren't them. And yes, we keep doing it today. Every level of it. Now the whiny nerds are controlling things. They don't like things. And the ones that are allergic. Look, look, this is the society that's out there right now. These whiny nerds that sat at home and had every fucking illness known to mankind. They were allergic to everything in the world. And now they're the ones running things. They're the ones canceling things because they aren't cool enough to keep shit open. That's where we are. And now they're oppressing the people that held them down before they have felt held down growing up being allergic, being nerds. Depends on which tribe. Tribes in the Southwest are treated like shit. States ignore their infrastructure and medical needs, education, etc. Yes. I remember reading in school, Egyptians paid their workers very well and even offered them free health care when they were building the pyramids. Oh, wait, that never happened. Yeah, that didn't happen, Douglas. One of the reasons COVID struck the Navajo Nation are the Pueblos of Arizona and New Mexico, yeah? The evidence uh, that Hebrews were invited into work, paid a pittance, but still paid, and over the course of time became the slaves of Exodus. So they're forced to live in a reservation. They aren't forced. It's just what they can afford. Are they forced to live in an area society that is depressed and does not have a good system for medical education, et cetera? I'm just confused as why stay on the reservations then. Why stay in an unhealthy situation and blame today's white America for their strife? Well, I can answer that. The younger generations are moving out. Most important thing, and this is why, look, as kids we hate it, but it's true. Education is the most important thing you can have. And when when those kids were young, let's say let let's say there's somebody my age that's a Native American. They had to go to reservation schools. Reservation schools didn't have the funding that regular schools had. They didn't get the good books. They didn't get all that kind of stuff. They got the the what they could barely afford, and that's their education. And maybe they were indoctrinated early. If you want to look at, you know, indoctrination, there's a lot of kids that were raised hating the white man because that's how the teachers taught them in school. And I get it because the white man took everything from them. At least that's the way they felt. But the younger ones, they've moved out. They're moving on. They're bettering their lives because they know that it's out there and it's available to them. But those, it, it's the same thing as white trash people. It's the same thing as anybody who's on food stamps. Look, this is just another cog in that that big wheel that we don't want to look at, and that's the dirty side of humanity, the white trash side of society, the ghetto side of society, the barrio side of society. Okay? All those exist. It's just the exact same. They're just... 
We just know exactly where the Native Americans are because we gave them the shitty land. The migrant white experience is totally different than those of Native Americans. Yeah. Forced to leave for another area that was completely different to your beliefs and culture and sacred landscape. Well, once again, that's the way the world worked then. Okay, we once again, once again, this, this, this look. We can we can motherfuck the the founding fathers and all these people up and down. We can we can we can go back thousands and thousands of years. This is the way people were treated. And tribal councils and elders take casino money and keep for themselves and boot anyone who dares disagree. Have zero problems giving natives land and permits for casinos, assuming that money is used as it often is to build schools, hospitals, establish college tuition, etc. Absolutely, it should go back to the people. But if they don't have those opportunities early on to get a good education, then they aren't going to probably get a good job, which means they're going to be stuck living in the reservation because it's the cheapest place they can live, and they're going to live cheap. And they're not going to go any further than that because that's as far as they want to go because life has beat them down. And to people, get the people that really want to go out there and do it. But that's every group once again. Every single one. And I, it, I don't want to say I'm especially tired of the Native Americans because I'm not tired of anybody. But th this idea that everybody should feel guilty and, oh, God, the Redskins, bad name. They have all the same names at their schools, and they're fine with it. So how many more words do we have to get out of the English language? The N-word's gone. I, I guess because, you know, Donald Trump called people from Mexico Mexicans. We can't say Mexicans anymore. You know, it, it, you're confused by it. I'm confused by it all the time. That's the way it's supposed to be. The casino money's supposed to be for the tribe. You get people that are, you know, one thirty-second Native American, and they get a casino. You think they're going to give it back to the tribe? You think they're going to spend any time with the tribe? Shit, no. If they get that casino license, that's theirs. They got it because of their last name and their genetics just so happen to be lucky. Throughout uh, history, civilizations have fucked each other over and, and been driven near cultural genocides. Now, since the 20th century, we've become conscious of this, and it's our burden to correct the mistake from of the past, from where the, our prosperity and power derives, and more importantly, not make those same mistakes. Agreed. Agreed completely. Now, I say agreed completely, and I, you and I aren't going in. We haven't gotten into it. I, I, you and I are going... Step by step here. Let's stop blaming the past then. Let's move forward. That's the problem that I keep having with all this. Is if we make any progress forward, it always gets brought back because everybody has to bring up what was done before. It was allowed before. 
I'm sorry it didn't go your way. Uh, Jen, I don't know what we're supposed to call them. Much of money from casinos goes back to the investors. You can build a $100 million casino complex from selling knives and fireworks and cactus leaves. Are you saying we should build back better? I agreed to stop blaming and demonizing the past, but it remains our responsibility to acknowledge our fuck-ups like alcoholics and become absolutely, absolutely. But once that alcoholic says, I made a mistake, and that's step nine, it's no longer on the alcoholic. They have made their penance. They have apologized to you. That means you either forgive or you don't. And if you do forgive, then you can't bring it up the next time you two argue about something. Uh, I assume that the casinos were given, honestly, uh, through the states paid for them. Uh, to the tribes, then uh, take over and run staff. No. Oh, they'll get, look, look, look. They'll get people that are of Indian descent to work there for them. Why? It's good optics. It's great optics. Uh, remember Rich Hoffman, face of Jackson Rancheria? I seriously doubt he's Indian. I, if he is, my mistake. No, I, I've seen, he, he likes to wear a lot of Scottish garb. So I, I, I don't, he could have some Indian in him. I, I don't know. I've met him once. He ordered pork shoulder, the entire shoulder. It's crazy. Hey, I got to get out. Uh, that's going to do it for today. Sweet. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. Remember, tomorrow, Celebrity Ass Deathmatch, Saturday Night Live, reoccurring characters. Ogre, I know that you're having surgery, buddy. If you want me to update you on anything on the show, whether it's deathmatches or anything, just let me know. I'll keep you up to date. Uh, remember, every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you are there. So here you go. You ready for this? this? This is a perfect song. George Strait, Alan Jackson, Death on Music Row to, f- to finish up my trip to Tennessee. Uh, until tomorrow, adios, everybody. Nobody saw him running. From 16th Avenue They never found a fingerprint Or the weapon that was used But someone killed country music Cut out its heart and soul They got away with murder down on Music Row The almighty dollar And the lust for worldwide fame Slowly killed tradition And for that someone should hang Ah, you tell them, Alan They all say not guilty But the evidence will show 
fiddles barely play But drums and rock and roll guitars Are mixed up in your face Oh, Hank wouldn't have a chance On today's radio Since they committed murder Down on music wrong They thought no one would miss it Once it was dead and gone They said no one would buy them all Drinking and cheating songs But I still buy them Well, there ain't no justice in it And the hard facts are cold Murder's been committed the hag he wouldn't have a chance on today's radio since they've committed murder down on music road why they'd even tell the possum to back up Happened. It's over. He's finished. Law enforcement is outside waiting to arrest him.